It's Joe Benito and Evan Roberts on The Fan. Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe, on WSAN Sports Radio. If you want to be in the New York, no, got to know Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe. 66 on Very long week of anticipation, but we are there. The Saturday of Giants Eagles in the divisional playoff. Beningo and Roberts on a Saturday. The game will take place 10 hours from now. You'll hear it on the fan. I got to be honest with you, Joe. I have no idea what the hell's going to happen tonight. I really don't have a strong feeling on if the Giants could keep this miracle run going or if reality is going to set in tonight at the link. Well, I've been saying all week, every time somebody asks me, who do I like? I said, I think you got to take the points. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, I like the Giants getting seven and a half. Uh, I'll tip my hand to that already. I should have took them last week when I've been on them all year. But I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, I do know this, bro. The Giants have been, are uh, going down the stretch of the season. The Giants have played much better football than the Eagles have. No doubt. Now, I know, now, I know Jalen Hurts has been hurt. I get that. But, I mean, you know, you look at the Eagles. They lost to Dallas. They lost to the Saints. You know, they, they were – you know, the, the Giants were an onside kick away with nobody playing, people you never heard of playing in that game. Uh, from maybe beating the Eagles, they wound up losing that game by uh, by six points when the Eagles needed to uh, win to get the home field advantage, you know, the number one seed. So I don't know what to think. I mean, the Giants are a different team than they were even, you know, even a month ago. Yes, yes. You you hit on the thing that I think has to give the Giant fan hope going into tonight. Ever since the Giants played essentially that playoff game in Washington right, on Sunday right. night, Daniel Jones has played like a superstar. He's completed 70% of his passes. He's only turned the ball over once. He's rushed for a bunch of touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, and a part of it's the fact he's been hurt, has barely played. He played the one game against the Giants Week 18. He missed a handful of games before that. And before that, wasn't playing all that well. So... You're right. Obviously, the Eagles had a great year. They look like the most complete team in the NFL for a big chunk of it. But the recency of the last month has the Giants moving in this direction, I'm pointing up, and the Mm -hmm. Eagles moving in the other direction, which has to give you the hope that maybe that continues tonight. Well, I think the biggest thing in this game overall, Jones has been great. I mean, right now, you know, Brian Dable has basically turned Daniel Jones into Josh Allen. And I'll tell you right now, he's playing better than Josh Allen. I, I well, don't even well, Joe, it's, not it's crazy. Even debatable. You're, you're right? right. And what we've seen is Daniel Jones has cut down on his turnovers yep. in a crazy yep. way. And Allen's gone the other way. Absolutely. So the common denominator, obviously, is the impact Brian Dable has on both guys. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% right. No doubt about it. But I think the big key to this game you know, the Eagle pass rush has been phenomenal. They had 70 sacks. They led the NFL. Yep, they got yep. four different guys that have double-digit sacks, which is ridiculous when you think about it. And I think that's the big key. And I think one of the things, the Giant offensive line hasn't gotten a lot of credit, but the Giant offensive line is pretty good. I mean, you know, these guys have been playing together for a little while now. You got an all-pro, uh, second-team all-pro guy in Andrew Thomas. He's been great. He's one of the best left tackles in football. And I think that's one of the big keys. Can the Giants 
keep that Eagle pass rush away from Daniel Jones. Because if you look back at, and they really only played one game against each other, because that second right, game you right. throw out. And they got killed. And they got blown out in that game, too. So. Yeah, the Giants had a very difficult time protecting Daniel Jones in that first encounter. On the opening drive of the game, Jones got sacked twice. It completely short-circuited any kind of opportunity to take an early league. Eagles got the football, and what they do? They marched right down the yep, field, yep. and it was 7 nothing. And they took the Giants out of the game right out of the gate. What would concern me is Evan Neal, because even last week against mm-hmm. the Vikings, he allowed three or four pressures, but we forget about it because they went out and won, and they put yep. up 31 yep. points. But Evan Neal's had a very inconsistent rookie year. And like you said, you're being challenged by the best pass rush in the NFL. They not only had 70 sacks this year, the team with the second most had 55. Mm. So they were far and away the best team at getting to the quarterback. And I agree. I think if you're looking at all the strengths and weaknesses going into this game, that would be the number one thing that could blow this thing up. That this giant offensive line is about to be challenged by arguably the strength of this Eagle team, and that's their ability to get to the quarterback. Yeah, no doubt about it. But I, but again, and I know you do. You know you you you're, you're a big proponent of there's no such thing as house money once you get to this level because you never know when you're getting back uh, back there. But the more pressures on Philly. I mean, the the pressures on the Eagles here. They were fourteen and three. They're the number one seed. You know, people are looking to them to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're better than the 49ers, but that's for another day. Right. Uh, I, I, you know, I really think that. I, I think the Giants well, are coming in. They can play loose here, and the Eagles got the pressure in this well, game. Here's what I know, and I guess this backs up your point about the idea of house money. Not that I think any Giant fan's going to sit there saying, oh, gee, golly, no. let's no. give them our best shot. Right. You obviously want to win because you never of know course. if you're going to get back of again. Of course. But if the Eagles lose this game, Sports talk radio in Philly is going to want to fire a lot of people. They're going to be hot. They're going to be pissed. They'll probably question the quarterback. They'll question the head coach. By the way, the only coach and the only quarterback remaining in the playoffs without a postseason win is Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Interesting. I mean, what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. But it's just a fact. Meanwhile, if the Giants lose, barring some kind of collapse, you know, barring some kind of historic they blew a you know a Deshaun Jackson kind of game from a decade ago. The tone at this station is going to be, hey, it was a hell of a year. Hey, they're going to get better. Hey, they got cap room. Yep. Hey, Dayball's a genius. So from that aspect, you're right. But once you're there, yeah. once it's in front of you, you want it. You want all of it because you never know when you're going to get back. Yeah, I mean, you don't. And, uh, you know, the questions facing the Giants in the offseason, how much money are they going to pay Daniel Jones because he's going to get a monster contract. What do you do with Saquon? Do you franchise Saquon Barkley? You know, I mean, what do you do with him? I think it's about $10 million for a running back, isn't it? Is that the going rate for franchise running yeah, back? Yeah, and they're not going to franchise Daniel Jones. They're going to no. work out an extension. No, they got to pay him. They're going to yeah. pay him. He's, he's earned it, man. I mean, of course. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's Aaron Judge because it's a little bit different. Aaron Judge bet on himself, but there was a gamble this year. The Giants took a gamble. They didn't exercise the fifth-year right, option, right. Yep. and they said, all right, let's see what Daniel Jones is worth. And Daniel Jones has said a grand slam. He's had yep. a really good season, and if I'm a Giant fan, I want the guy back. I admit I was wrong. I sat back in August and never thought this was possible. Never. But it's worked out. I don't know if you feel this way. We, we like to make comparisons, you know, whatever team we're watching to the past. And – I know a lot of Giant fans like to bring up 07 and 11 because they went on these magical runs and won a championship. This reminds me of a reversal of 2008 
where the Giants were the best the team Plaxico in the NFL. The Plaxico Burris uh, shoot himself in the foot game. Uh, Absolutely. Series. Year, because, I should say. Year. Yes, the right. year. And it got you know, basically thrown right. away once Burris right. shot himself. Obviously, right. there's no comparison. They were 11-1. and one. They were the be- they were by far they-, they were a better team than the team that won the Super Bowl the year before. They were eleven and one, and they looked like they were running away with the NFL. Baby. No doubt about it. And then over the last four right. weeks, right. and it started with the Burris shooting. Something was off about this team. Now they still got a first round bye. They still had a home playoff game, and they took on an Eagle team that was trending in the right mm-hmm. direction. The mm-hmm. Eagles in 08 were five and five at one yep. point. Yep. They finished the season strong, and by the time they played that, and oh by the way, the Eagles got to the divisional round by beating the Vikings that year. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for real comparisons, and by the time we got to that game, there was just a bad feeling about the Giants. Things were turning the other way. And I don't know if they, everybody feels that way about the Eagles in Philadelphia, but isn't it sort of similar? The Eagles were the best team in the NFC mm-hmm. for a big chunk of this season. Injuries are the reason why things turned. It wasn't somebody shooting themselves. And the Giants are the team that's playing their best football. So that's the comparison that jumps out at me. It sort of feels like a reversal of 2008 when the Eagles beat the Giants in the divisional round. Yeah, I like that's a good, good comparison, bro. I think it is very good. And that's why I continue... Like I said, everybody's asking me, well, what do you think? What do you think? I think you got to take the points. I mean, I to me, that, that's the one thing that scares me a little bit about this game from the Giant point of view. Because, you know, Vegas is usually pretty much on the spot. Right. And I've been asking myself all week, why are the Giants getting so many points? Because to me, that's a seven and a half is a big number for this team right now. I mean, I was thinking maybe, all right, maybe a four and a half. Maybe the number will be five, something like that. That's the only thing that worries me. The bookies are usually pretty on, pretty close with this, with um, their uh, with the spreads here. Why is why is it such? Don't you think that's a big number? The Giants getting seven and a half. Yes, or, or I would have. I would have guessed incorrectly. Like before these matchups were right. set, I would right. have guessed that number was lower. And the other thing I would have gotten wrong is how small the Niner Cowboy line yes. is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. only four and. You I actually said it, got it at three and a half. Is that what you got it at four? Okay, well, I, I'm seeing it at four right now, but it yeah, okay. d- obviously it depends on where you right. bet the thing. Well, we'll do it at four then. But Yeah, we'll do it at four. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But you said it earlier. You think the Niners are the most complete team I in do. the NFC right now. I do. And yet here they are only as four-point favorites right. against Dallas. So sometimes these lines you look at and you say, why is that? You know, Why well, is I the th- eagle line so much higher? Just quick on that game, I think one of the big reasons for that is because of Brock Purdy. And I think that as good as he's played, there's still the concern, okay, is the bloom going to come off the rose of Brock Purdy anytime soon? And Dallas has a very good defense. They probably got the best defensive player in the league in Micah Parsons. And I think that's probably the reason there. And, you know, Dallas comes off a nice win over Tampa, although Tampa stinks, let's be real. Yeah, they do. They're a bad team. They're a bad team. But, but but Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions and yeah. he missed five games. Right. right. So when people question Brock Purdy, which is fair, like I didn't think he got off to the greatest start in the Seattle game last week. No, but he, he got missed... better as the game went on, though, man. Oh, he really yeah. did. And it also helps when you've got receivers that are wide open. Wow. There's no one even close to them. Which the, is... the offensive weapons that the Niners have, is re- it's absurd what they have. I mean, it really is. No, no, you're right. It's funny to look at the quarterbacks that are remaining in the NFC. You've got Mr. Irrelevant. 
Right. You've got a guy in Dak Prescott who's had a right. good career, but he's been right. very up and down. Right. Fourth-round draft choice, by the way, Dak Prescott. Yep. Let's not forget that. Fourth-round draft choice. Then you've got Jalen Hurts, who's still looking for right. his first playoff win after they got blown out last year. And I think he was – was he a second-round pick, Jalen Hurts? I don't think he was a first-rounder. I think they took him in the yeah, second round. Yeah, I think he was a second-round pick when right. they took him. And obviously, right. then you got Daniel Jones. Right. He's your first round pick. He was the sixth pick in the draft. Yeah, Jalen was fifty third overall by okay. the Eagles when he was right. taken. Right. right. Yeah, so you got Mr. Relevant, right. fourth round, second round, and the one first round pick is Daniel Jones. Right. And then in the AFC you got all these monsters playing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you got the stunts. You got all the monster quarterbacks playing, and you could even throw uh, Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he's quite at the monster level yet, but I mean, you know Well he's uh, merging. He's, he's moving getting, in the right he, direction. He is trending up, there's no doubt. This is going to be a very, very interesting night. Can the New York Giants yep. continue their history? Because they have a great history now of not only knocking off number one seeds, which they've done six times in a row since 1990, but continue a miraculous road run like we saw in 2011, like we saw in 2007. Because I think for most Giant fans, that's so fresh in your memory that you almost expect it to happen again because yeah. you've seen him multiple times. Yeah, no doubt. You know, a couple th- I, got, I got a couple uh, things that I'm uh, – pet peeves, by the way, I got to throw out there before I forget. Number one, yeah, I, I can't stand this 4.30, 8.15 nonsense. I mean, I, I, I love the days – We'll never see it again when it was 12.30 at 4 o'clock for playoff games. I mean, I'm never going to see that again. But So I hate the fact that they're playing at night, the Giants. That's number one. Number two, can you believe what a disgrace, and I said this on my podcast yesterday, what a disgrace it is that the premier, okay, let's be honest, the premier sports play-by-play man in the country today, not even close, is not doing any NFL playoff games, and that is the great Iron Eagle. That is a disgrace. Yeah, I know. That's because MB- that's because CBS only has one game today because NBC's got a game and Fox has the two games. But you're right, it sucks. He is doing radio, but yeah, no I know. Offense. What game is he doing on radio? You know, is he I'm doing not... games both days. Is he doing both? You never know. What Knowing is. Iron's schedule, he's probably uh, doing all of them. He's probably getting in the he time machine. He didn't do machine. the Nets in Utah last night, did he? <laughs> no, no, that was Ryan Rucco. He, okay. he handled it last night. Well, you and never thank know. Thank you, Kyrie Irving, by the way. How about that? Up. 48. <laughs> about time, you know, ever since I said I'm, I, think I'm, I think I'm betting the Nets for the championship, of course, Durant promptly gets hurt. Yeah. They finally won a game without Durant. Oh, thank God, man. Oh, I, my God. I was biting through my fingernails last night trying to get a victory. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so you're right. We have only we have no Iron Eagle on TV because right. right. Fox has the two games. Right. And then NBC, NBC's got the first game, the Kansas right. City Jacksonville Yeah, Tariqo and Collinsworth, they're, they're okay. I mean, you know, but, you know, and then you got – and this is the other thing, too. How did Joel Davis emerge as, like, the number two guy at Fox? Did I? Yeah. How did that get – you tell me that, that he's better than Kenny Albert, is he? Yeah. What? He, what's weird about Joe Davis is I think he's really good with baseball. I like him. He's the new number one guy with baseball. Right. With football, right. it's still – it's not there. You know, it's, right. I don't know the reason because – Joe Buck, in fairness, I remember you saying this. So you got to be honest right. about this with Buck. Yes, I, it's true. When he first went to football, you didn't love him doing no, football. No, now I love him. And now, now that's another crime, that those guys aren't doing any games in the divisional round. Well, they took the bag, man. I, I know. I know what they did. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, I, you know, it, it's almost like, like Joe Buck now. It's, this is how good they are now. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman now, it's like summer all of Madden not doing any playoff games. Yeah, you, I mean, you, really. I mean, and I am not. I mean, that's a disgrace. So 
You're right. I grew up with Madden and Summerall, so I'm always right. going to be biased well, towards them. That's the my best child. Of all time. Oh. They're, you know, they're the greatest. I've seen everybody. They're the greatest that ever did it. Those you know what's guys. funny, though, about that? So I, I love them. I'm not criticizing them. But last week, Al Michaels took a lot of heat right. for his call. Well, Dungey wasn't good. Dungey wasn't good. Dungey was terrible. He had right. no idea what was going on. Right, right. But Al took criticism for not being excited about right. things that right. were happening right. in that game. And what bothered me about that was Pat Summerall was that was what he was known for essentially. Right. right Pat right. was understated. Right. Pat John sh- would get excited. John right. got John got excited. Pat just kind of kept it on an even keel no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. So yep. why was that awesome? But when Al yeah. did it the other night, it's like, ah, Al Michaels is old, you know, he stinks. I think understated is good. I think Joe Buck is understated. I think that was his shtick for the last twenty five years. But they've really got they they're top draw now. Buck and Aikman you know, may be the best. And and let's be look, Ian is gonna take over for for uh, Nance doing the final four starting next year. I think Nance has this yep. last yeah, one, yeah. right? And then that's yep. it. And, and and isn't it time that CBS says, you know what, Jim? You know what? We love you on golf. I love look, he's tremendous. Jim Jim Nance doing golf is fat. CBS, you know I'm a big golf guy. CBS does golf better than anybody. NBC does a decent job. CBS does it better, okay? And I love Nance at Augusta, Pebble Beach, and all of that. But isn't it time now for Ian to be the number one voice of the NFL on CBS? Yes, it's time for Ian to take his seat at the throne it really as is. the king. I agree with you on that. No doubt about it. I don't know when it's going to happen, probably the next couple of years. But how about Kevin Burkhardt? He's now got the king's throne now that he Joe is. Buck is gone. He's doing the Super Bowl this and year. And what happens to Greg Olson if Brady retires? I mean, they, Brady's already got, what did they give him, $300 million to go uh, to be the uh, analyst now? Here, Fox? But, but, you, but you know the truth. Tom Brady is never going to retire. Tom Brady will wow. retire when they take him out on a stretcher. That's what I think, too. And that's his decision. Brett Favre made that decision. Right, right, but that's right. clear where this is going with you Tom Brady. You, what do you think? Well, while we got that, I mean, we got plenty of time here. Uh, where do you think Brady's at? Because I don't think Brady's the same guy anymore. Do you? No, he's not the same. I don't think he's bad. Like, no, I've made he's jokes okay. that he's washed, but he's not the top five elite quarterback no. he used to be. No. But I think he's one of those guys now. It was t- sort of like Eli at the end of his career. Everything needs to be perfect. Yes. You need to have a perfect yep. offensive line right. and right. a perfect run game and great receivers and great coaching. And right. he didn't have that in Tampa. He didn't have no. a great coach. He had no, no running game no. and he had no offensive line. No, the coach is terrible. But I mean, we know, we've, we've known that for a long time. But I mean, you know, what, what do we know? I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he's going to go. I mean, he could go to Miami if they dump Tua. He could go to Vegas. I don't know where he goes. All to me, I know, Vegas, Vegas makes the most sense. He goes back with his buddy Josh McDaniel, right? Yeah. Well, Josh McDaniels needs him, that's for sure. Yeah, well. That's become obvious. Josh, he stinks, too. <laughs> yes, he does. We'll get to your calls <laughs> on the Giants. Obviously, we count down the hours until the divisional playoff tonight. We got it covered all day on this station. Our buddy Loogie is going to do like a three-hour pep rally. Oh, really? Starting at 3 o'clock on the fan. Yeah, that's right. Loogie's doing a three-hour pep rally? That's right. He's going to get the Giant fans all pumped up starting at 3 o'clock. Wow. Uh, And then we got the pregame show a little bit after that. Nice. And obviously the kickoff right here on the fan is the Giants try to go to a championship game. And keep this in mind, the New York Giants have never, ever lost an NFC championship game. That's true. How about that? That's true. What a 5-0, right? 5-0. So if they can somehow win today, 
then you'll really have history on your side mm. next Sunday in San Francisco imagine, or in Dallas. Can you imagine if the Giants are playing the Cowboys next week? How about the fact that the four games, four teams left in the NFC, three of them are in the NFC East. How good was the NFC East this year? Remarkable, wow. and it's never happened since realignment in 2002. Oh, is that right? This has never happened where three teams from the same division are in the final four of a conference. It's never happened. That's crazy. So an incredible accomplishment by a division that not too long ago featured a 7-9 and nine team winning the division. Yeah. Yep. What a turnaround yeah. we've yeah. seen. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. We'll get your calls coming up. We'll make our picks in the 12 o'clock hour. But Ingo and Roberts on the fan. All right, the Saturday show with Evan and myself is brought to you by Empire City Casino. Come play for your chance to drive off in a brand-new Dodge Challenger only at Empire City Casino by Town Fair Tire. Nobody, 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 and nobody on top of that beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. And by the New Jersey Board of Public Utilities. Visit njcleanenergy.com. If you're driving down to Philly right now, and I hope there's a lot of people doing it, because what an opportunity to see the Giants and the Eagles in the postseason. It's supposed to be a very nice weather night, considering it's January. But in Kansas City, I'm reading there's a chance of snow. Good. Now, it's not going to be crazy snow. We're not going to see a football game in a blizzard. But light snow, basically, all afternoon into the early evening. So the conditions may be a factor as the Chiefs try to go to, what is it, their fifth straight AFC title game? I think so. Well, the, right. Going back to, because they lost that first when they lost was in uh, 18. To New England, When yep. they lost that uh, overtime game to them. So, yeah, that's what it is. That is crazy, man. I don't think I, uh, Mahomes has never never played a road playoff game. How about yes, that? Yes, that's amazing. And He's by the way. The and neutral what? site games, which you may have another one of. Oh, and come on. Please. What a disgrace. You know, Roger Goodell's a disaster. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 no, he, he's such a – the guy makes $30 million a year. I, I mean, he's, he's a joke. I, I, I got to say this. You know, you're going to play this – this is one of the reasons I'm rooting so hard because I don't think Jacksonville can beat the Chiefs. I'm rooting so hard for the Bengals. Plus, I want to see Buffalo out because I hate Buffalo. They should have lost last week. The Dolphins should have won. McDaniel had a terrible game. Can you can you maybe get a playoff uh, like in the, in the time? You know what I mean? Instead of wasting all your timeouts. What a what a joke. Anyway, and all, all the Dolphin fans love McDaniel. Oh my, you know they bowed down. Well, with that said, okay, I was rooting hard for the Dolphins last week. But with that said, what? Uh, oh, I was. What? I want Buffalo out. I want because here's why. Because I want Buffalo done, and I know there's no shot the Dolphins are beat, uh, beating Kansas City. So they're going to be out, too. So that's the reason. Does this make sense to you? No. <laughs> I'm no? sorry, bro. No, because the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since 2000. Right. I don't need the Dolphin fan, but, even but, if they get smoked in the next round. Let stick it to the Bills. I mean, who cares? I mean, let please, the I mean, Bengals I stick it to the Bills, well, which I am, I'm with no, you I'm on, hard. by the way. No, I'm rooting hard for the Bengals No, today. no, I, that's the funny part. That part, when you said that, I have said that all week. I completely agree with you. And the main reason is not just because I don't want Buffalo, but because I don't want a neutral side AFC Of course not. And they're going to play the game in Atlanta in a dome. I mean, what are you – in Atlanta? Oh, because that's right around the corner from Buffalo and Kansas City. I mean, no problem. You know, the Bills and the, and the, and the Chiefs fans, they can basically, you know, take three days to drive well, there. The NFL is very excited. They sold 50,000 tickets in one day, and they're putting the Bill fans on one side of the stadium. But what if that game doesn't happen? Then they get their money back, and there's no game. It's like any postseason game that doesn't oh, happen. Oh, my God. What a disgrace. That game should be played in an outdoor place, okay, in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, so even, even at MetLife. I agree, dude. I, I, I said Two that all week. Two outdoor cold Absolutely. weather teams, and you're playing it in a stupid dome. Roger Goodell. I, I, oh God, do I wish Pete well, Rozelle could be reincarnated. 
I don't want to make you any more angrier, but I have a fear that this is the beginning. Oh, I know. Oh, are... no, no. I know they want to do that. They've been that's been rumored for a long time. Now, that's I don't a know. Disgrace. I don't know if you remember this, and I didn't disgrace. know about this until a few weeks ago. I saw a YouTube video about it. But Tech Schram back in 1982 pitched the competition committee of moving all championship games to a neutral site. Oh, that's ridiculous. And it didn't get enough traction. Because your guy, Pete Rosell, said, yeah, probably not a good idea. Yeah, so he Pete was against God, do I miss Pete Rosell. But they talked about that a million years ago. And here's what scares me, because I just saw it happen in baseball, and I saw it happen in the NBA. There was a pandemic. We had to make changes right, right, because right, of it. Right, right. So because of the pandemic, a guy went on second base in extra innings. Now, I know you like the rule, Joe. I do but like nevertheless, it. nevertheless, it started in a pandemic, and it hasn't gone away. Yeah, right. The universal DH... It started in a pandemic. It hasn't gone away. Extra baseball playoff team. It started in a pandemic. They said, we have to keep it. NBA, the playing tournament started in a pandemic. Can't take that away. I am fearful. And Craig thinks I'm crazy. But you know what? He's crazy. This this conference title game on a neutral site started because of an unforeseen reason. We all get that. That doesn't mean they're not going to try to keep oh, they're it gonna try. and make it permanent. Oh, I know, and it's ridiculous. I mean, come on, whoa, whoa, whoa. why? You got to give, you know, you got to give the fans of the team that ha- that earn that home field advantage. They have to ha- have the right to have that game there. They have to have the right to be partying, you know, for their team if they're going to the Super Bowl. That moment that you know, which we all pray that one day, well, you you know. You know, like Martin Luther King once said, I may not get there with you, okay? <laughs> basically, the speech the night before he died, okay, or well, whatever. You know, basically, that, that ML King's great speech then back in 1968, I may not get there with you, but that moment that you guys are at MetLife or at the new stadium right across the street from City Field after, oh, yeah. after, after, after Steve Cohen buys the team, okay? <laughs> yeah. And and you have that moment that the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. I mean, you can't you can't take that away from the fans. That's a disgrace. Yeah, they're gonna try though. Oh, That's, I know. And that is a big part of why I completely agree with you. When I'm watching Bengals Bills tomorrow afternoon, oh, one of the main reasons the that Joe oh, Burrow my is my boy is because hopefully he can save us and, and- from that game. And that spread too is a little a little interesting to me. That's a pretty big number, five and a half. I, yeah. I figured maybe three and a half, something like. I know the Bengals are banged up. Their offensive line, unbelievable. I, I, you, you know, know what? I the Bengals know. have a banged up offensive line, but Jonah Williams, their left tackle, is not that good to begin with. Right. So right, right, let's right. not act like they just right. lost the. Well, I want know, Buffalo to. I am. I can't stand him. I don't want to see. I look at that Sean McDermott. I get sick to my stomach. <laughs> I, I no seriously. I I want to see Buffalo lose so freaking bad. I can't even tell you. It, I don't know why. This I don't want to see them ever win a thing. You know they, they, this I team. Agree. I don't. I don't want to ever see them win anything. And I tell you, I even got another grudge with Buffalo. They took my quarterback out. Okay, this guy Milano, who by the way missed a big tackle on a fourth down play last week. You know, oh, all pro, he's so great. Milano takes my quarterback out, basically ends my season because of that with the Jets. Let's be real about it. All right, never got it off a uh, roughing the passer call either. So that's another reason that I have this major grudge against the Buffalo Bills. No, I get it. I get it. Let's kick it off with the pumped-up Dennis and Yonkers. What's oh, up, my Dennis? God. Dennis has got to be happy. Evan, Joe, how are you? I had to get in early because we're heading down the turnpike, baby. Nice. Dennis, you're going to the game. Now, did you bring, like, a lot of armor for the uh, – 
Yeah, the uh, Eagle fans got, are not exactly the most benevolent group. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I know that. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Fine. Are you wearing? Um, are you wearing but, your LT jersey? What are you wearing? No, no, I don't wear a jersey, but I have some. I have really nice blue fleece and a nice, uh, you know, vintage jacket. We're good. All right. Okay. We're good. All right. Um, hey, before I get to it, Evan, I got I got to say this: your weekday partner. I, I don't ever watch your show. I, I listen once in a while. And I flipped on I flipped on TV, SMY's on, because from like before sports night. And he's sitting there in a gorgeous San Francisco giant, I guess, hooded sweatshirt. That is correct. Monday. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. boy. Oh, I was just. Oh, I yeah, was so just, here's the difference you know, between Craig giant? and I. Wait, 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 hold on. He's a giant fan now? No, 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 no. Here's the difference between Craig and I and Craig and you, Joe. He wears stuff that looks good. He doesn't give a crap who the team is. Well, so I do the, too, but it's not sports stuff. You know. Well, what that I mean? yeah, that's right. different though. So he loves well, that San Francisco. I, I hate it, by the way. That San Francisco mm-hmm. Giants City Connect I beg your pardon. logo or whatever. And so he bought the sweatshirt a year ago, and he loves it. So yeah, he's just all about this. Looks good. I'm oh, going to wear I, it. But he also wore a Daniel Jones jersey on Friday afternoon as well. Did he? Did he really? Yes. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, Evan, I, I my thought was this. You wouldn't be caught dead in that, and I would only be seen in that. So that's <laughs> right. the that's the difference. Uh, okay, uh, let's go. Let's go to the let's go to the game tonight. Uh, well, let's go last week first. You know, it's interesting. Everybody loves this coach and the coaching staff and what they've done. He had two questionable game management decisions, debatable all year. And you know, I chart the games and all that stuff, but. He had two last week, which is interesting because, you know, pressure can get to a guy. Well, is, are you, was the one you're referring to the turning down the holding penalty? Like, was that one, one that jumped out at you? That's one. It's debatable, but they could have converted second and 19 from the yeah, 16. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you take, that pen, you take that penalty. And the other one, at the end of the half, what are we doing? 40 seconds, two timeouts for the Vikings. Carter Coffin's penalty on the kick, kick return puts him back at the 10. Take a knee and get out of there. He threw two passes. Daniel threw two passes. One of them popped up in the air, had a heart attack. Yeah. And the tight throws. Then you got the first down. You took the knee that you should have taken on first down. But I love this coach. Oh. And he knows how to use the two. And he knows how to use the two point conversion. So that's interesting. So pressure can get to a guy, man. And now that that we're through that, we go to today. I mean, it's amazing. Isaiah Hodges has become what Kenny Galladay was supposed to be a six three, two hundred pounds mm-hmm. red zone target. And look at. And look at the coaching because Galladay gets on the on the field for what two or three four snaps and he makes that big block. Cordell Flock gets on the field for three or four snaps and he makes one of the biggest plays of the game. I don't even know why. I, I nobody asked him why was he on the field at that point. Why would he be there? But he was there. And 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 you know that has been going on. That's been going on all year. Uh, and by the way, guys, there's no house money in the postseason. We're going down there and win today and go to a Super Bowl. Now, that's the goal. Um, and to do that, the one You do admit, though, tonight, you do admit, Dennis, though, tell me to stop it. You do admit that the more pressure is on the Eagles than the Giants in this game. Though. You do admit more that. pressure, but guys, this goes for your team, too. It's a, it's a, it's a small window, man. It and is. With second contracts, with second contracts right. being an exception rather than the rule. My team doesn't even have a window. window. You what? take, yeah. You My take, team doesn't even have a win, though. We got like, no, we got no, like you a. Gotta win. No, no, Joe, you do. You've got a lot of young talent, well, but you yeah, got to okay. get it straight. You got to get that position straightened out quickly. I understand. And, and on, on the Giants side, they're the, the most important defensive player. Yes, they have to protect Daniel. That's first and foremost. 
And the Giants put a lot of pressure on Hurts in that blowout, and that was a blowout. But he's able to get through and make plays where Cousins necessarily wasn't. So they're going to have to not only get you don't just pressure, you got to put him on his back. Well, you also and, have two elite level wide receivers that you got to worry about. Yes. I mean, the Eagle yep. one two yep. punch of A.J. Brown right. and Devontae is a pain in the rear end. And Julian Love is probably still having images of the pick that he went for in the first game that he missed and turned into an easy touchdown. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles have a lot of talent. It's going to be quite a challenge. But a good call on the Viking game in that you had two guys that were barely on the field. Right, right. Kenny Gowden and Cordell yep. Flott. Yet they both had monstrous plays. The flop play on K.J. Osborne on the third down play right before the Hawkinson play on fourth down was huge. I mean, it was, you could argue, the defensive play of the game. Yeah. And he made it. He was only on the field for three snaps. And nice job by uh, O'Connell having uh, Cousins throw. He needs eight yards. Let me throw a three-yard pass. You know, that was good. Well, you know, a lot of that's on Kirk Cousins, too, because after the game he said, you know, he didn't want to take the risk of throwing it up to Justin Jefferson. But you remember that Buffalo game. No, you had to take that risk. You You do. And by the way, let me stop you for a second. What a job the Giants did on him. I mean, that that was a big part of this game last week. I mean, a giant defense last week, you saw Wink Martindale playing seven defensive backs, the old Bill Belichick defense, uh, for a lot of that game. And they did a tremendous job on Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson, in the opening drive, had four catches right, for 30 right. yards. Yep. The rest of the game, he did nothing. Nothing. They yep. completely took him out of it. Three catches, 17 yards for the rest of the game after that opening drive where the Vikings marched down the field. Now, TJ Hawkinson had a big game. He did. And Minnesota didn't run the football enough. I and mean, that was the other thing. They got yep. away from well, the run, which can be one of the Giants' weaknesses, as we saw in the first Eagle game. Well, how about this play? These coaches kill me. Third and one, all right? So what did, it, what did the Vikings do? I mean, did they try a quarterback sneak with Kirk Cousins? It's like in the second quarter. No, no, no. Did they give the ball to Dalvin Cook up the middle? No, no, no. Did they throw maybe a little play-action pass, a little two-yard play-action pass for a first down? No, no, no. What they do is they try a stupid reverse with Justin Jefferson who throws the ball back to Cousins. What the hell was that call? That was amazing. Oh, my and, God. And that play was oh. so significant because Vikings score on the opening drive, Giants response, 7-7 seven, yep. seven game. Yep. Yep. Minnesota has a third and one. This is their second drive of the game. Yep. And yep. that's when they called that play. It turns into a three and out. Giants get the ball back five plays later. Touchdown, 14-7. No Vikings doubt about it. From behind. That play call was so bad. Brutal. Brutal. Changed and the game. And O'Donnell, O'Connell, whatever his name is, he's a terrible coach, whatever. He, uh, you know, he basically admitted it after the game. I thought the biggest play in the game last week, though, against Minnesota was the fourth and one false start on the Viking left tackle. Thousand percent. That prevented that first down because and, and forced them to kick the field goal. I knew the game was over. When, when they kicked that field goal and after they you know, had that penalty, you knew the Giants were winning the game. You know it. It, It's a great point. They had fourth and one from the 16-yard line. Yep. They were going to score a touchdown, it looked like there. I think they, they were at least going to convert, and we'll see. Maybe they scored right. a touchdown, but right. probably. Right, right. The false start occurs. Now it's fourth and six. They send Joseph out to kick the field goal to tie the game at 24. Giants respond by going down the field, scoring a touchdown. Yep. That's the game-winning drive. Ball game over. Yep monstrous penalty by Darisol. You're right, no doubt. Yep. More of your calls coming up. Our picks a little bit later on. We get you set for Giants-Eagles right here on The Fan. Giants have not turned the ball over this year. That, I think, is like the 
biggest shock from last year. Last year, they led the league yep, in turnovers. Yep. They turned the ball over 30 times. This year, 16 times, mm. second fewest in the NFL. Well, Jones only threw, what, five interceptions all year? All year, yep. yeah. Mm. Cut down on his fumbles. Yep. Yep. Doesn't throw interceptions. Yep. It's amazing the jump he's taken in year four after going through so many different coordinators, basically mm. a coordinator every year, a new coaching staff. And he's hit his stride. But I think that's the number one thing. That and the fact that they're using his legs more. We always knew he was a great athlete, but I always thought at times they didn't let him run enough. And he's been unleashed this season, and that's why a part of why he's had such a great year. He's had an unbelievable year. I've been saying it. I mean, look, to me, he deserves some MVP votes. I mean, he's not going to win it. But, I mean, when you you look at the job that Jones has done with – you know, not exactly the greatest uh, group around him outside of Saquon. You know, I mean, Hodgkins has come on, no doubt. Bellinger's a solid player, but they, you know, they don't have the kind of group that a lot of these guys have around him. Uh, he's uh, he's had an unbelievable year. I mean, yeah. he really has. I think for a big chunk of the year, it felt like the Giants had the worst wide receiver room in the right. NFL. Right. I, I think that at some point we have to recognize that maybe Isaiah Hodgins is actually good. He's good. <laughs> Which, I think he's real good. Yeah. Dude, he's, he scored a touchdown, I think, four of his last right. five games. And that's a, guy that, that's a guy that Dable found off the practice squad when he was in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. brought they, him in. They, I mean, you know, give him credit for that, too. Joe Shane and Brian Dable drafted him in Buffalo. He yep. was on the practice squad and then brought him in midway through the season. I think most people shrugged and said, who the heck is that? And now he's the number one receiver for this team. Kevin is calling from Hartford, Connecticut. What's up, Kevin? Kevin, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing today? Good, good, good. Um, so, Golden Jacket Danny. Let's see if he can come through again tonight. Um, pretty excited. The story's been written before, but uh, I'm not totally, you know, rambunctious about it because, you know, coming from a quarterback, like you guys just said, you know, he had four coaches in four years, but – he may not have earned the golden jacket. That's just a funny nickname sound I have for him. Uh, the golden jacket. Isn't that, wasn't that Saquon that we were ready, we were fitting him for the golden jacket when Gettleman drafted him, right? Didn't you say that? Yeah, well, well we got a, there's another caller that calls in on the overnights that me and Sal and this other caller go back okay. and forth. This guy golden that jacket Danny. Danny. Golden jacket, golden jacket so that, Danny. Wow. So that's what me and Sal came up with. Golden jacket Yeah, but wait a second. Were you and Sal saying that sarcastically about that, Daniel Jones? It sounds that way. At the beginning of the year, <laughs> knowing the Daniel Jones that I've known for the last three seasons prior, yes. But are you now convinced, like, have you, because I think you know, sometimes we all have to admit we're wrong about things, and sometimes it's good to be wrong because it means something good happened to our team. Do you feel wrong now about he, Daniel Jones? Yes. He may, like I was just going to say, he may not have earned that golden jacket, that golden jacket but he, as from this Giants fan, he has earned the respect and the right to get another contract. No doubt about that. it. Oh, well, that's for sure. No doubt about it. I, yeah. I thought coming into this season it was going to be very difficult to imagine how Jones would be able to do that, and he has. I don't think there's any doubt. And whatever that contract looks like, who cares? You know, how much money it is, who cares? How many years it is, who cares? Bottom line is, he's your quarterback. And it felt for a while like the Giants are going to be in the wilderness like most franchises, like the Jets, hmm. where you're always looking for a quarterback every few years. And in Jones's case, year four has been that massive jump. Now what else can he do? Can he continue to write this script even further and actually knock off the Philadelphia Eagles in the divisional round? Can he do that? We'll find out. More of your calls coming up. We'll make our picks in the 12 o'clock hour. We're here until DA at 1 o'clock. 
It's Joe Benito and Evan Roberts on the fan. Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe, on WFAN Sports Radio. If you want to be in the New York, no, gotta go with Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe. We're nine and a half hours away from kickoff. Giants-Eagles divisional round tonight down in Philly. It's amazing. The, the Giants' history is to win games on the road as an underdog in the postseason. If you go back to really 2002, they've played 11 games either on the road or at a neutral site, the two Super Bowl games, where they've been underdogs. They have covered in 10 of the 11 games, including that Niner game, which obviously was a debacle. They lost it. And they've won right. That eight. was with the uh, extra point. Uh, the field goal. and uh, Yes. The, the pass interference that they didn't call and all right. that. Right. Yeah, the Trey Junkin snap, everything, right. blowing right. the huge lead. Yeah. I mean, right. Right. it was a disaster. But they've won eight of those 11 games in which they have been a road dog or neutral site dog. And I think I think it adds to a little bit of the confidence the Giant fan has because they've seen it before. Okay? Yeah, sure. They, they watched them beat the 15-1 and Packers in the divisional round in 2011, upset the Packers and the Cowboys in 07, mm-hmm. obviously the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Like, We've seen something like this before out of this franchise. Not these players, obviously, but out of this franchise. Yeah. Hey, look, I mean, uh, you're 100% right, bro. I mean, look, they've going all the way, like you said, going all the way back to that 49er game. That's right. I forgot they had that big lead in that game. Remember Jeremy Shockey dropped a touchdown pass in that game that that, at that point looked like it was going to be meaningless. Right. And it came back to bite them later on. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's that's 20, 21 years ago. 21 20. years well, ago. Well, it's really yeah. 20 because this is still the 2022 oh, yeah, yeah. season. Right. O two 2 season, 20, right. 20 years ago. And yep. that was as painful a playoff loss as you yeah. can have. Brutal. I- insane that they lost that game. But anytime you see a big collapse, like we saw last Saturday night, it always starts with something innocent. Always yeah. starts with something where you're like, ah, oh, that may not kill him. Like in the Chargers case, it was a missed field goal. I yeah. mean, that was a huge play in that yep. game yep. that turned yep. things around. Yeah, no doubt about it. Would've and I love the fact that Doug Peterson, after that uh, stupid penalty on Bosa, Goes said, for two. we're going for two. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, that, was, that was tremendous. Hey, why not? He's back on the one-yard line. Trevor's pretty – Let's do. Let, one thing we found out last weekend is that Trevor Lawrence does a better job of getting the ball and breaking the plane over the top than Tyler Hundley does. <laughs> you think so? Like, oh, my God. How lucky – you know, seriously, when you think about it, just looking at the Bengals and the Bills, how lucky were both of them to be playing Very. this week? Very. I mean, it's unbelievable. When you think about it, both of them came this close to losing playoff games at home to back up quarterbacks. Right. To to back up quarterbacks, the that. teams that we all figured were inferior. Right. right. And they came very close to both getting picked off. No so doubt neither about team it. comes in here instilling a lot of confidence. But for whatever reason, I have more confidence in Joe Burrow and the Bengals than I do Buffalo because all year long there's been something missing about the Bills. Yeah. Like I think Burrow's better than Allen. I, I, I really I do. Still, I think I Burrow is better than 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 Josh Allen is. And let me ask you this good game, too, because I was so into the Dolphin game last week. Because like, Even though I picked Buffalo, once I realized Buffalo was not covering the spread, I, was, I told you, I was rooting for Miami, okay? Once Dawson Knox's touchdown got a return, the whole game changed. The whole game changed. No, well, I thought the big, you know what I thought the biggest play of that game was? And I was, well, because I can't stand this Mike McDaniel anyway. I can't stand him. Uh, I mean, I can't stand anybody in our division. You know that. <laughs> yes. But anybody. But 
They're up 24-20. They get that strip sack of Allen for the touchdown. You're up 24-20. You got the ball with the third-string quarterback in there. You got a third and 18 on your own 10-yard line. What are you doing having this guy throw a deep out like 30 yards down the field and winds up getting intercepted? Buffalo goes right down and scores a touchdown. I mean, don't you just run the ball there and punt? I mean, yes. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. That's why when you think about this on the surface, the Miami Dolphins with a third-string quarterback yep. on the road, no doubt. Even being in that game is miraculous. So you would think that we would walk away from it saying, "Wow, what a coaching job by McDaniel! Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. I can't believe they were that yeah, close." Right, right. But if you watch the game and you brought up one example, and then obviously yeah. the big one in the second half is how they just couldn't get a playoff. Couldn't and get they a playoff. Had to, Waste timeouts yep. consistently. What, they, what, what about with six minutes to go in the game? I think they had no timeouts left. Right? They had no timeouts. So then finally, they got burned on a delay of game. They did. They did. So you would think, in theory, we'd walk away from the game complimenting, oh, I can't believe they were in the game. What a masterful job by McDaniel. Yet you'll walk away from that game feeling the exact opposite, which is what a buffoon. What a horribly And the Dolphin game. fans love this guy. I mean, I, you know, I talked to JJ, you know, JJ big, oh, you know, like, like, and I love JJ. You know, we know who we're talking about, John, the great John Dostrevsky, right? right and I right, do, a, right. I do a thing every week with him on his podcast where we pick. You know, every Thursday night we do the NFL right. picks, right? Right. And he just like his. If I was, if that was my, if that was the Jets, okay, and they had lost that game the same way that they that the Dolphins did, I would be killing Sour. Oh, no I doubt. would be all over him. No doubt. What are you doing? All right. And you talk to J.J., talk to these Dolphin fans. Oh, no, he did a great job. Yeah, I understand that he, you, your team was certainly ready to play. I'll give you that. They were 13.5-point underdogs. They were ready to play that game. There's no question no, about it. They weren't it. ready to play. They were getting blown out well, early they, were, they responded they at least. That, that, that's true. They did respond. So I can't even say that. You're right. <laughs> you know, you're right again, bro. There you go. <laughs> Mike McDaniel's terrible. Oh, my God. Give me a break. What, what was really crazy is in that Jacksonville Charger guy. I was about to say San Diego. I can't get that. But well, they are San head. Diego, just like no, the Raiders are. are Oakland. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. The Raiders are always going to be Oakland. The Chargers are always going to be San Diego. Yeah. Stuff and to get past team, And that team in Washington is always going to be that name you can't say. It is remarkable to me that you could win a game. It's very Jet-like in a way. That you could, well, lose a game probably. Where you turn the ball over or you force right. five turnovers. Five, right. Right. There wasn't anything crazy on special teams. There wasn't anything yep, like that. Yep, yep. And yet you still lose that How game. How does he have a job? How does Brandon Staley still coach it? I'm stunned by that. And they right? decided to blame the coaching staff. And Brandon Staley said something. That if he was the coach of the Giants or Jets, we would have lost our mind. He was asked point blank by the very tough L.A. media. Hey, how do you explain getting out coached? Like basically called out right, on it. Right. And his answer in a nutshell was, well, I don't think we were out coached in the first half. Is that what he said? <laughs> what? Come on. I mean, great. Is that was Staley's? Oh, he should have been fired right on the spot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. I mean, come yes, on. Yes, I'm 27-0. You're not being outcoached. And but the, when you blow the lead, ah, it happens. And, and you notice it, it, the odds of you, with the percentage of you winning a playoff game or any NFL game when you lose the turnover battle 5-zip is got to be under 2%. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's like as remote as it could possibly be. That's why you know the twenty-seven nothing comeback is crazy in its own right. I get that, but right, what's crazier right. is that whole turnover thing because you would have thought right. that yeah they came back because they now started forcing turnovers. Now Herbert threw a couple of picks. That didn't even happen. Like yeah. it just 
It didn't happen. It was cra- just an incredible outcome. But the Chargers have this in their DNA. Like, they we do. have it in our DNA. And I, yeah, no, I know. Uh, they definitely do. The Chargers have this. They, there's just a feeling that they're always a fraud. You know what I mean? Yeah. They or You always get that feeling with the Chargers. They're just a, at the end of the day, they're just a fraud. Yeah, you know? they got the same feeling as us. You could change the stadium. Right, you could right. change the coach. But at least they lose in the playoffs. We don't. Even, we don't even get there. <laughs> it's been a while. You know, we just choke. You know, we just, we just, <laughs> we just like collapse at the end of the year. Like we're 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 the, we're the kings of the collapse. Yeah, it's been a while, man. That that night in Pittsburgh's a long time ago. Oh my god, that's the last time the Jets oh, were in a playoff game. A, and now they can't even find an offensive coordinator. Nobody wants to be the offensive coordinator. It's not an appealing job, unfortunately. Not at all. That's why they shouldn't have fired Lafleur. I mean, I don't know who – it probably was Woody that made that happen. That was a mistake. Look, I, well, don't think he, I don't think he's any good. It's not that I think he's any good. They should have just left these guys alone. All right, you're getting your last year. If you don't make the playoffs, you're all gone. I That's think the it. reason he had to go is there was a, a column written by Zach Rosenblatt in The Athletic a couple days ago that went through kind of the trials and tribulations of the Jets. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories that came out was Elijah Moore when he was sent home. It wasn't because of the trade demand. It was because on the practice field, he lost it on the floor and told him Did that he? He, okay. he sucked and that he's a, right. a lot of words I can't even use. <laughs> right. But it seemed as if LaFleur was losing the room, too, that they didn't believe in him. <laughs> All right. So I think they had to move on. They, they, the Jets had to move on from the quarterback, which I think they will, yeah, well, and from we'll the see. offensive coordinator. I'm not, I'm not completely sold on that yet, that they're moving on from the quarterback. Well, I'm, I'm sold on the fact they're bringing somebody oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In. Oh, yeah, they will. But is he, is he coming in here to be the backup to, to uh, Wilson, or is he coming here to be the quarterback? I'm no, I think, worried about that. Too. I think they're shooting for the moon. Now, I know it's it going to be, be complicated, but I think they're going to go after Aaron Rodgers. I think they'll go after Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want Lamar Jackson. I, I don't want to part of him i mean I, I know you love him i i know that i think he's overrated he's been hurt two years in a row and you're gonna have to give up your next five drafts to get him but you know what for any of these quarterbacks available like do you want aaron Rodgers if he says to Green what am Bay, i getting I out. what am i get what am i what do i got to give up to get him that's well, that, the point but but that's the point i'm trying to make like you're gonna right. have to give up a lot to get any quarterback because we're in a league aaron Rodgers we- is dangerous because if we don't win with Aaron, we don't win a super bowl with aaron Rodgers. it wasn't worth it Right, and there's a small window. We don't know Very how long Aaron Rodgers wants to play. Right. So that's why Lamar, even though he has had injury history the last couple of years, I can't deny that, he's young. I mean, in theory, he he's could young. be the quarterback for the next decade. Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of concerns with Lamar I, Jackson. I also think the problem the Jets are going to run into is that there are numerous teams that have multiple draft picks that they could offer for a quarterback, right. which the Jets no longer have. They're not in that position. Right. Like the Texans, right. and I'm not right. saying the Texans will do it because they'll probably draft a quarterback, yeah, probably but they've got the number two and the number one, twelve, uh, number 12 overall pick. Seattle, assuming they say, hey, we love Geno, but we want to get something younger and better, they right. got the 50 Geno's 20 a free agent. Geno's actually a free agent. That's he is? Agent. i go after him, by the way. I would, too. I, I, I Bro, I, I'm that, absolutely. I, I would take Geno right now coming here uh, and being a quarterback. I would. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it'll be interesting as this offseason starts on the quarterback carousel. And by the way, if the Giants again. decide they don't want to pay Daniel Jones, I'd be all over him. Too. <laughs> I would, too. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be my first choice, as a matter of fact. It would be a massive mistake for no, Daniel not Jones it. to leave no, no. and for the Giants not and, to and let me And just go on one other thing with Lamar Jackson. Then the, the, the Ravens aren't letting him go. I mean, I, the Ravens are, are too good an organization to do that. I, there'd have to be some major red flags that we don't know about if they would part ways with Lamar. I don't know if it's that because they, they publicly said this week, he's our guy, he's 200% right. our quarterback, they're all that. in. 
This, to me, is all about money. It's all about the fact that of Lamar course. Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract right. like Deshaun Watson. The Ravens don't want to give it to him. This is a game, though, because the Ravens may not want to move on from him, and I believe that they don't. No. But right. Lamar Jackson can say, this is the contract I want, and the only recourse the Ravens have is to franchise tag him. Eventually, that becomes unsustainable. Right. right. Well, they would do that, too. I, I, that's, that, I forgot about that. They could franchise him. They no, could. It becomes unsustainable eventually. Right? Eventually, you can't right. do that anymore, right. and you're either going to have to give Lamar what right. he wants or you're going to have to trade right. him. And you got to give him like forty million dollars if you franchise him too, right? That that's the that's where you know obviously he's not just a straight free agent. He can't just leave in the NFL. You got this power. Tom Brady's a straight free agent because they can't franchise tag him. But most guys you have that power over. But eventually you can't use that weapon anymore. So the Ravens may want to keep him, but until they're willing to show him the money, Lamar's going to say he's going to make it difficult for them. Yeah. And yeah. I understand that, by the way, on his end. Yeah, I no, get I it. get it. I get it. I mean, especially to Sean Watson. I mean, with the, you know, I, again, to me, what was Cleveland thinking there? But that's that's me. They were desperate for a quarterback. That's uh, what they were thinking. Uh, I guess so. Uh, well, Jim, we know that, right? We no know. doubt. Jimmy's in Levittown. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, how are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? So, I'm looking at this game, and I'm saying the two things I take from it is both games we played them, there was no Dory Jackson. There right. was no McKinney, mm-hmm. and there was no up-to-date Landon Collins. So, you know, the first game they got blown out, but the, the back the back, the back, of the defense was a disgrace. So I'll go with that, and then I also will go with the continuity of offense and the best player in the playoffs right now may be Dexter Lawrence if you're watching him play. Yep. So, I, he's been good. Yeah. I think you're right that you can throw out the regular season based on a lot of what you said. Obviously, the second game, the Giants are playing their backups. But in their first game, because the Giants are dealing with so many injuries for a big chunk of this season, you left out one guy, too, and that's Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams didn't play in that game either. So not only McKinney, not only Adoree Jackson, who were both huge last week against Minnesota, but Leonard Williams as well. So it it doesn't mean – that doesn't mean all the Giants are going to beat them. That's proof of it. It just means that maybe we can't put too much credence in that first matchup these teams had because the Giants, in so many ways, are a completely different team. Well, I tell you, they are a completely different team. I've said it at the top. They're playing their best football right now. And they're, uh, and that's, you know, he talked about Dory Jackson, McKinney, and, and Leonard's back. They're 100% healthy. I mean, they went into the game last week with nobody on the injury report. I mean, that's almost unfathomable. And that, that's a big part of this, too. Big Especially, like, Aziz Ojolari's banged up, so he's the one guy that kind of defies okay. that who's a little injured. A little bit. All right. But it is amazing in a season of 17 weeks where you had injuries all year. Yep. It's not like the yep. Giants were lucky all year that this moment, this time of year in January, they're the healthiest they've ever been. And that's just straight-up luck. Yeah, no <laughs> Meanwhile, doubt. the Eagles aren't. Yep. You know, Lane Johnson's yep. playing, and that's great, but he's dealing with a groin injury. Obviously, yep. Jalen Hurts has been banged up. Avante Maddox isn't going to play in this game. So not that the Eagles are riddled by injuries by any stretch, but they're not as lucky health-wise as I think the Giants are right now. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. A very pumped-up Harvey Index Hills. Harvey. How are you both? Harvey, how you doing? Yeah, it's... Um... This is going to, January 21st, I hope, will be Beat Eagles Day, all right? Outright, okay? That's, that's it. And then in the second part, Beat Peterson Day, because I got a dope. We got one first in Kansas City and Jacksonville. Just remember, you know who Nate Sutfield was. That was a third-string quarterback that was put on the field. You got uh, to get over that. To lose the game. That doesn't bother you anymore, does it? Come on. 
Wait, 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 hold on. That wouldn't bother us? What are we talking about? No, 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 no. It would bother us. It would bother us. Here's why it doesn't bother me, though. They were a coach anymore? Joe Judge is gone. You know what, out of me? But, 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 Harvey, if you win the division that year, because Doug Peterson says, gee, golly, let's play our guys. Let's not insert Nate Sudfield. There's a really good chance Joe Judge is your head coach right now. And well, you aren't fine. sniffing you know, the you, but, let, but let's stick to the you game. Know, you, you know what you should be more ticked off about? The way the Eagles jumped ahead of you guys to draft Devontae Smith. Devante, but I want to get to the game, all right? Uh, one of my football coaches taught me one thing. If you want to go after a team that's better than you, go after their strength. And I, last week I was right on that game plan. They need to score points. If they're going to beat the Eagles, they have to score the points. You can do all of the, the keys of the game, the defense, the trenches, everything else. Uh, I believe that. And, by the way, you can't, you can't game plan uh, based on an injury, you know, on, on your quarterback. I just think that they've got to, they got to score points. You don't want to lose. You don't want to go 14 points behind at the beginning and then score only three points. So I think the key, use all your receivers, your tight ends, and challenge Bradbury on the defensive backfield. I think that's – although there are many keys. I believe that's the key. Yeah. Well, they've scored 69 points in the last two games that Daniel Jones yeah. has started. When they get, went how many games in a row without getting to 30? I mean, yeah. what was that number? Like It was like a ridiculous number that they had gone without scoring 30 points. They went multiple years without scoring yep. 30 points. Yep. Yep. They put up 38 against Indianapolis, and obviously last week they put up 31. The competition, though, is very, very different. This is an Eagle defense that gave up the eighth fewest points in the NFL. This is an Eagle defense that was number one against the pass. Mm-hmm. It's a far cry. 70 from that. sacks. Yeah, and who sacked the quarterback a historical 70 times. So easier said than done. But, yes, the Giant offense is clicking at the right time. No doubt. More of your calls coming up. But Ingo and Roberts here on the fan. Now, you tell me, is this a conspiracy or is this ah, innocent? Things happen. There's a report right now, Jordan Ronan, who covers the Giants, is reporting this, that this morning at the Giants team hotel, there's no water. No one could take a shower. No one could brush their teeth. Unfortunately, there was a pipe burst situation, and there's no water at the Giant team hotel. Is that just a coincidence, or do we got some shenanigans going on down in Philly? Sounds like Red Auerbach was uh, reincarnated down (laughs) in Philadelphia, and, uh, you know... (laughs) Like in the old days, like they'd be playing the uh, the Celtics would be playing the Lakers in the in the finals, and then they'd be in June, and yeah. they'd have no air conditioning. Exactly. In, the building. in <laughs> exactly. fact, he would. In fact, Red would turn the heat up in the locker room. Uh, I, look, I mean, I I don't know. I put nothing by anything. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, you know, I, I, why not? So they have no water whatsoever in the giant hotel right now. No water. Can't take a shower. I guess you could always just go to the link and shower there. You could do that. But that's I mean, a lot why, of sm- you know, a lot of smelly gotta, giants right well, now. Well, I mean, why you know, I mean, play the game and you know, why why take a shower before the game? I mean, I don't know. We, we, if you were playing football that day, would you shower before the game? Uh, probably not. I'd want to brush my teeth. That would be yeah, the well, most yeah. important thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But outside of that, I, yeah, you're right. I could survive without water I mean, for I guess, the morning. I, mean, I guess maybe if it was an early game. Like, if I'm playing 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm definitely not taking a shower before right, the game. Right? right. If I was playing a night game at 8.15, uh, maybe I'm taking a shower. Yeah, I'm a big shower in the morning kind of guy anyway. I just yeah. prefer to take it in the morning, even though it probably makes most sense to shower at night because you just, you know, we're out all day. Right, and you probably got all those germs, but I don't know. I just love showering in the morning. If That's I'm playing, thing. like if I'm playing golf early, like I will not shower. Like I, I feel, well, why should I do that? I mean, I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get sweaty. I'm gonna whatever, and then I'll take a, I'll take a shower after I play. So, 
But I understand that. I guess. Have you? I, I was. I was meaning to ask you this because a lot this week we were talking about going to Philly and Giant fans making the trip, and right. how a lot of Giant fans right. have horror stories right. from going to the link and before Especially that. Especially a Cowboy fan. I know if, I, if I'm a Cowboy fan, I want to avoid it at all costs. I think. Have you ever gone? Obviously, we've gone to Mets yes. Philly games. Have you ever yes. gone to the Link or the Vet for an Eagle game? Uh, yeah, I was. I was down there with the, and I have not. I haven't heard from. I was down there for a Jet game, Jet Eagle game. I, Herman Edwards was the coach. It was one of our bad years. <laughs> one of our. Uh, I believe it was 2003. And I was down there with, uh, and I don't know if he's with us anymore, John and Philly. Remember Johnny and Philly? I do remember John and, and Philly, reason, yes. So, uh, yes. And they left, and I was there. I had a, I had a, uh, uh, I believe it was a Chad Pennington jersey on. I forget what jersey. I had, I had some kind of a Jet jersey on. I think it was Pennington. And they left me alone. I got to tell you that. I, they really did. I mean, I, th- I guess because they figured, you know, I had a Jets. We never, we've never lost to them. They're irrelevant to us. They're not in our division. We play them once every four years or whatever. But people left me alone. But that's the one time. I was down there, 2003, uh, they, a game they lost to, uh, to Philly, of course, because they'd never beaten them. Yep. And that's the one time I was down at the link. It was a Jet Eagle game, and I want to say 2003. So that's 20 years ago already. Yeah, now obviously it's different when it's the Giants playing or, right. like you said, the Cowboys are playing. Yeah, the Cowboys. I've been to Philadelphia probably 35 or 40 times to see sports. It's always the Sixers and the Phillies because I've seen right. the Sixers play the Nets a bunch right. of times, even in the playoffs game two back in 2019, and obviously a ton of Met Philly games. We've been down there for a lot. And, yeah, they're, they're, they're tough, but I had a worse experience, as you would know, in Foxborough against right. the Patriots Oh God! on that – was it a Monday night or a Thursday yeah, night? No, it was a. I, I, you know, that's a good question. I want to say it was Thursday. Uh, that was the forty-five-three disaster uh, in uh, two thousand and ten. Right. Yeah. The and night that... Ernie was picking fights with the Cowboys, with the uh, <laughs> with the Red Sox. You know, only Ernie, uh, our former, our esteemed great producer Ernie Acosta. Well, we bring, let's bring this up here. So. You know, Evan and I wearing jet gear, and I'm wearing jet gear. Of course, I'm wearing jet gear, but Ernie's got to be wearing like a Yankee hat. Okay? The added to it, which is right, not so, necessary. right, 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 right. There was no no reason at all for Ernie to be wearing a Yankee hat in Foxborough for a Jet Patriot game, and he almost gets in a fight with these three or four guys. Remember that? Oh, too. I remember. Yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, yes. what, what are you doing? Because I wanted to get the hell out of there. Right. We got embarrassed, forty-five right. three. Right. right, right. There was right. a lot of verbal abuse going on right. throughout the game, but yep. you know, we're fine. You know, it is what right. it is. And I just wanted to get the hell out of there. And, you know, of course, he's got his Yankee hat on. It brings the Bostonian even more angry right. than they already had. But I, I say to this day, this day, when Ernie and I went back, you know, six weeks the later. The playoff game, right. I didn't go is, to the playoff game. I didn't go to that one. Now, did you not go, though, because of the experience we had in the 45-3 game? I think that's the reason. I, I just didn't want to go. I, I didn't want to be in Foxborough. I didn't want to be there. No, and I get that because, look, if the Jets would have lost that game, it would have been an all-time right. brutal. Night. Yes, yes, but the fact they won to me that ranks as one of my favorite oh. sports memories because not only was it beating the Patriots, which is great, and I would have enjoyed it at home too, but being in their freaking yeah, building, of course, yeah, and having to watch the look on their faces as they walked out was incredible. That's why I've said to Giant fans, if you can go this weekend, if you can right, go tonight, right, right, and I get the risk, the risk is you lose, and it sucks, and it's awful, right? But if God forbid you win that game, that walk out of the link. It's going to be magical. It's going to be an all-time sports moment. There's no doubt, no question about that. Yeah, no, look, I mean, 
Yeah, and remember that too. It was forty-five-three. I never forget. Remember, Jim Leonard got hurt in practice before that game. Okay, yep. he was a big part of their defense at the time. That's the game. Also, remember Rex buried the footballs after that. Yes. Remember that? Yeah, like he did practice, that. Shtick, he yeah. like buried, you know, Rex doing his stick and all. But hey, it, it was all great because they went went up there and won that playoff game, and then of course they lost in Pittsburgh. But. It was the ultimate revenge, but it was a Monday night. I looked it up just to confirm. It, it was, was Monday. Okay, it, it wasn't was a, a Thursday Monday night. Yep. Against the, the game Patriots. we went up there with with, with Favre was the quarterback. With Man- Mangini was a Thursday. That was that was that a was Thursday a Thursday night. game. Yep. Right. Yep, yep, right. yep. I've been to three games in Foxborough. The Jets have won two of them, stunningly enough. Yeah. No, you know what's funny? I mean, let's see. How many have I been there? I've been to more than that. Uh, I was actually in a game. Never forget this. 1981. You're not even born yet. No. 1981. Jets wound up being 10-5-1 and that year. They're playing the Patriots in the old dump in Foxborough, you know? The old Sullivan Stadium, whatever they called it. It was like a, 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 a glorified high school stadium. They had benches. It was terrible. It turned out to be a monsoon rainstorm, right? And I still went. My, co- my, my then cousin, is, I went with my, you know, my former in-laws, right? Okay, 1981. Monsoon rainstorm. The Jets won the game. I Either 6-3, whatever it was. Richard Todd actually got hurt in that game, okay? Wound up hurting his ribs in that game. The whole deal. So I was there for that game. Uh, I was there for a game in 1980 that they lost, uh, I was there in, in 2002, a Sunday night game, when they beat the Patriots, and that's the year that it turned out. Remember they, the, the final game of the year when Miami beats uh, New England beats Miami yep. to set it up for the Jets. Who, and I'm at that game too when they beat the Packers at at the old Giants to Stadium win the to win the division. Yeah, yeah. So I've actually seen them win in Foxborough like three or four times. Amazingly <laughs> enough, <laughs> crazy. It's unbelievable. Think but it's that. worth it for anybody who because you still have time. It's 2012 right. games right. in eight hours. Right. If you could get reasonable tickets, because that's the other thing, the prices are crazy. Like I was checking it this morning. The get-in price tonight is still like 250 300 bucks. So it's it's expensive. But if you can get down there, yes, there's the risk of you know getting into a fight or an altercation. But if you don't act like a jackass, the odds are you're not going to get into a fight. And yes, there are odds that they, they you don't... know what though these guys down there. I'm telling you, man, the Philly fans. You got to you know they 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 uh, they kind of uh, start the fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, you know, they're rousing you. They're getting you riled up. You know, they're the ones that are instigating it. You know what I mean? I know. Well, that's why you can't turn. The che- you got to like, if they yell at you, don't yell back. Yeah. You know, you yeah. almost have to turn the cheek and just watch yeah. the freaking football game. Yeah. And don't make a spectacle of yourself because that's usually where the bad stuff happens. Right. When you're right. screaming and yelling and like, oh, the Eagles suck or something don't do, like that. Don't do what I did in San Diego that time. and get Not because you can't compare the Charger fans in San Diego to the Eagle fans in Philly, but where I was getting in everybody's face yes. after we won that playoff. Yes, I would say this, bro. I love you. If you acted that way. Oh, no, I'd be dead now. <laughs> leaving Philly. Or We'd New England, right? Or New or England, England. We'd be dead. Or Buffalo. You know, I've, heard, I've never been to a game in Buffalo. But, you know, Iron Staten Island has been to, you know, he's been to games everywhere. You know, if the, if the Jets were playing in Qatar, he'd be there for the game. <laughs> you know, Dubai. Anyway, um, he, he tells me, and he's been everywhere, the worst fans are Buffalo. That's yeah. what he said. Not even, not, not even because he said New England is like a day at the beach compared to Buffalo. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. One day I got to get up there because I'm like you. I've never been up there to never. see a game. But good luck to the Giant fans who are making yes. the trip to Philadelphia. Uh, let's go to Diego in East Meadow. What's up, Diego? Diego, how are you? What's up? It's, uh, 
getting the car ready to head down to Philly. Uh, a little something that bothered me during the week, Evan. Uh, not going to be disguised in a Mike Schmidt Phillies jersey. I'm wearing Giants gear. Good. So. Very nice. But, Good to hear. But, uh, what I think is the X factor, and, you know, they might be blown out, but who knows. But Jalen Hurts hasn't really played a game like he showed his MVP caliber in over a month. And that game against the Giants, he did not want to get hit. He looked scared. Like, you know, I get it covering the shoulder and everything like that. But I really think that that offense might look a little different and look a little bit out of sync. So if we are to go down there and I can have my moment tonight like you did at Foxborough all those years ago, I think it's because of defense capitalizing on what is an out-of-sync Philadelphia offense. Well, you you are right, and good luck down there. And his reference, yep. by the way, Joe, is we had a caller this week who said it, when he goes to Philadelphia, he puts on a Mike Schmidt jersey so he could kind of be in the crowd and not bring attention to himself. Really? And he's rooting, and he's rooting for the Giants. He's Correct. A giant, he's a Giant Correct. fan that wears a Mike Schmidt jersey. Yes. Wow. Yes. It would be like you going to a Patriot Jet game and disguising yourself by wearing a Manny David Ramirez. Ortiz or Manny Ramirez right, jersey. Right, yes. right. Call you Stramski, you know? Yeah, something of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> Which I got to tell you is pathetic, but whatever. No, no, I, no come on. You know, I've never – look, if I, I don't, wherever I'm going, I'm going to a Jet game, I'm wearing Jet stuff. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, I don't Diego, care where I'm going. I'm, I'm, I got my stuff on. You know that's that. That's right. Diego's going to wear Where's his giant Where's a Mike stuff? Schmidt jersey? Mike that's Schmidt unbelievable. Jersey. And it, that's, that's crazy. Man. But he's right about Jalen Hurts. The last time he looked like his MVP self, obviously injuries and not playing have a lot to do with this, was the game against the Giants, December 11th, the first game against right, the Giants. Right. Because since then, he played the Bear game where he wasn't great and they were fortunate to win the game. Then he misses the next couple of weeks yeah. and then comes back for the Giants in week 18. The one thing to keep in mind is even though he only rushed for 13 yards, the game plan was different. I, I absolutely think that the game plan tonight is going to be far different than what they were dialing up week 18 against the Giants. Yeah. So keep that, that in mind. Well, look, you're going to see a different Eagle, Eagle team here. I mean, I, there's no question about it. But again, I mean, I I can't overstate this, and this is one of you know one of the reasons I really give the Giants a tremendous shot tonight. Right now, the Giants are the better team. I mean, they're playing better football. Going, in. they're playing their best football of the year right now. This is not the team that lost to the Eagles whenever that game was December, whenever it was at MetLife. Not yep. the same team. A lot of times, it's just about playing the best yep. football and being yep. the healthiest at the right time. Yep, that's what no it doubt. comes down to. And the Giants have certainly hit their stride. We'll get more of your opinions. We'll make our NFL picks in the 12 o'clock hour as well. DA coming up at 1. Locally last night, the Knicks played very, very, very little defense against Atlanta, but it didn't matter in the first three quarters because Julius was having a huge bounce back night, and the Knicks were going toe-to-toe with the Hawks. But then in the fourth quarter, the shot stopped falling and giving up another 35-plus point mm. quarter did them in as they gave up 139 to Atlanta. And... You could see it last night. They're really going to miss Mitchell Robinson over yep. the next few weeks. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, the rim protection that he brings, the defense that he brings, and he's got this finger issue, so it's going to be a couple of weeks without him. They, they're, they're such a strange team. I mean, they really are. They've been so streaky. You know, they go from an eight-game winning streak to a five-game losing streak. You know, then you think they've kind of righted the ship a little bit. Then they start – they're terrible at home. I mean, what's their record, 11-13 at home? I think, they're, I think that's what it is. You know, they can't win at home. 
They they actually got one of the better records in the league on a road. It's yeah. unbelievable. No, they've been a good road team. They and really have. What 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 was really damaging was that game against Toronto on Monday. Yeah, that they should have won that bad, game. Martin Luther loss. King Day. Yes, no doubt about and, and it. And then on Wednesday they play the Wizards, and right. they were basically never in the game. Never I mean, they in got the game. Destroyed on their own court against an under 500 Wizard team. They did get Bradley yep. Beal back, which was a nice help. And then obviously last night, uh, they just did not defend the Anche Murray yep. and Trey Young enough, and they gave up 139 points. And they blow leads left and right. I mean, they, they're unbelievable in blowing leads. I mean, you know, not that any lead is safe in the NBA. I mean, it can be up by 30 in the second quarter. It means nothing. But, I mean, you know, they, they've done it all year. I mean, a Toronto game. It looked like they were home free in a Toronto game, and they wound up blowing that. And then at the end of the game, Brunson had a real good look to win the game for yep. a three at the end, and it, and it, it didn't go. But, uh, look, um, they, I, I'm confident they'll at least be in the play-in. That I'm confident. And they still got a good shot. You know, still got a shot to make that, you know, maybe the sixth seed, you know? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely do. I mean, they're right there because I think Indiana's yep. going to fall off. I don't right. know how good Chicago right. is. Right. So you're really talking about Miami, Cleveland. My team may even drop because the longer they're without Kevin Durant, the tougher time they're going to have winning games. Now, What's they he did coming win. back? What's the deal with him? What's he back? He's going to be reevaluated on Monday or Tuesday of next week. Right. And they're going to get – I mean, that doesn't mean he's coming back. It just no, means well, they're going to reevaluate. Know, I'd probably guess another two or three weeks. Wow. So they're going to have to survive, and that's really what they need to do. They need to survive. I'm not asking right. them to dominate. I'm asking they play them the to play the Warriors tomorrow in Golden State. They play in, in Golden State, then they play in Philadelphia to wrap the, up this long weird trip. Then they play the Pistons. Then Saturday late afternoon oh, at Barclays Knicks. Center. Right. <laughs> Knicks and Nets. Uh, Can't wait for that. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, here's some, I guess, interesting news. From Adam Schefter. Kyle Shanahan has said that Jimmy Garoppolo has an outside chance to be ready for the NFC Championship game if San Francisco are able to advance, but that there'd be a better chance for him to be ready for the Super Bowl. Now, okay, great. Brock Purdy's got to play. Yeah, that he? means as a backup. Right, yeah, Purdy's playing. I mean, let's be, how do you take that? The guys, what is he, 6-0 and as a starter? I tell you, last week, you're right, the first half was like two different games last week. The first half and the second half, they were actually losing at halftime. That terrible penalty when Gino went into the slide, and uh, I forget who it was from the Niners defensive back hits him. They wound up getting a gift field goal at the end. They got the lead. But in the second half, Purdy was getting away from – how many times did he get away from pressure and make a big play in this game? I he mean, was he was brilliant, play. and he's won the job. He's you got know, some, play. Sometimes this happens. I mean, I, yep. I don't know if this is exactly the same, but you think back – to Brady getting the job from Bledsoe. Obviously, yeah. Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Right. Tom Brady was given the Bo opportunity. He you, ran, <laughs> He ran with it. <laughs> and then Drew got healthy, and Drew Bledsoe actually helped them right. in the AFC Championship right, game. Right, right, against Pittsburgh. When yep. Brady got hurt, yep. but clearly, Tom had won the job. You know, this idea that you can't lose a job because of injury is obviously false. Of course you can. Right. Trey right. Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, this is now Brock Purdy's job. So if he's back, that's great. That's a great insurance policy because maybe it's a Drew Bledsoe situation where Purdy gets hurt and they need help in the championship game right. like Bledsoe and Brady from 2001. But he cannot start. This is Brock Purdy's team. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Trey Lance thinks. I mean, they want, they want to get rid of him. I mean, who, who wants him? I mean, so I assume you do not want the Jets to pursue Trey Lance. Well, come on. Is that, do, I, do I really need to answer that question, bro? Come on. 
Now, I am past the idea of let's take a flyer on a young quarterback. No, no, no. there's no flyers anymore. I'm Go get the flyers. real veteran. You got to get me a veteran quarterback. That's it. I don't want to hear it. That's it. Lou in Astoria. What's up, Lou? Lou, how are you? What's up, Lou? Hey, how you two guys are doing? Lou! You know, nice to hear your voice. Thank you, Lou. Who's I mean, better you know, than you, Lou? We miss you. We miss you. Uh, I appreciate I, it, man. You know, you, you, you're one of the, the iconic person on WFAN. Thank you. Now, before... Before the Evans hang up on me because he's going to make me look like a fool here, Uh-oh. I just want to make a point. I'm a Jets fan just like you guys are. Lucky you, Lou. Uh, this guy, Brian Dable, okay, is right now, by many people here in the media, God, okay? Now, if we didn't have that Daniel Jones, okay, which is abusing the guy by running him every other, every other, every other, every other play, oh, even when he wanted to score 30 points against the Colts, the game Lou. was over. Lou. Yeah. Come on, Lou. Look, come on, Lou, 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 come on. How much would you wish right now that we had the combination on our team of Brian Dable and Daniel Jones? Your All thoughts? Right, can, I ask you, can I ask you a no, 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 no. I, I want an answer from you, Lou. I would love to, but you know what? Okay. what? If we have Daniel Jones with the Jets this year, will we make the playoffs? Yes or no? Who's the Do coach? Who's, who's the coach? If, if Brian Dable is the coach, we make it, right? No, 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 no. Listen, I'll say this. I will tell you this. I'll tell you what. If Daniel Jones played all year and was healthy all year with our team, I, I don't think yeah. we lose the last six games of the year. I'll tell you that. I, I, not, not only that, not only that, but I all think, right. listen, let me tell you something. Right now, he's not just Allen. I mean, I know that the coach looked great. This guy needs players running. Daniel Jones, it's a, he has a lot of talent. You cannot continue – to use the piñata out of the kid that every time he has to run every other play. You cannot keep doing that. That's the it's NFL, like though, that. Lou. I, I disagree with you. That's the NFL today. Yeah. You got to be able Yeah, you got to be able to run a little bit. I mean, there's very few straight pocket pass quarterbacks anymore. Everybody's got to run. If you're right. Tom Brady, you're a dinosaur. Right. You know, you need right. to be mobile. And if that's one of your great skills, you should take advantage of it. What I think it does, and the Giants did this this year, even though it didn't turn out to be that necessary, you have to employ a very capable backup quarterback. I think that's more important today than it's ever been because mm-hmm. since guys are taking more hits, because they're more mobile, they're taking more hits in that regard. They're taking less hits in terms of the way they're protected. But because they're more mobile, yeah, there's more of a risk of injury. No doubt about it. Jalen Hurts has missed time. Lamar Jackson has missed time. Until this year, Daniel Jones has missed time. But I don't think you take that away from no. these guys. No. You have to have – look, in, in this game anymore, you know, you have to have some mobility as a quarterback. You really do. And I don't think it's abusing Daniel Jones. I mean, yeah, he touched the ball a lot or carried the ball a lot mm-hmm. against Minnesota. It's because it was the right game plan and to have. You're trying to win yep. a football game. Yeah, and, and a, a number of those runs were, were not designed. The number of those runs were just him taking off and running. So, Some of them are. There were a lot of design runs, and there, there should was. be. Of course. I, of course. I don't think this is a negative thing to say about him. His, his best attribute are his legs. Yep. That's yep. not a knock on his arm. Yep. That's not a knock on anything else. It's just a compliment to how incredibly, incredibly athletic he is. He's a, a tremendous athlete. He's a great runner, and it would be malpractice if you didn't take advantage of that. No doubt about it. No doubt. We'll make our NFL picks at 12-20. We'll obviously go around the league getting you set for the best football weekend of the year, divisional playoff weekend. We're here for another hour until 1 o'clock. It's Joe Benito and Evan Roberts on The Fan.
Fambening on Roberts for our final hour today on this Saturday. DA at 1. Lugie will give you a giant pep rally at 3. The pregame show at 6.15. And then tonight, right here on The Fan, live from Philly, the Giants and the Eagles in their fifth postseason matchup in their franchise's history. Remember 08 vividly with the momentum changing from both teams going into that game at Giants Stadium. The game in 06 that the Eagles won on a game-winning field goal in Philadelphia. The game in 2000 was a party because the yeah. opening kickoff was returned for a touchdown. Ron Dixon. Yep, and you guys were off and running as they knocked off the Eagles in the divisional round in route. And I remember the game in 80. I, I remember the game in 81 when they beat them. And I, 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 I will never forget that day. So that day, the Jets played the Bills that day, right? Oh, my God. So both New York teams are in the playoffs. Oh what were the expectations for the Giants that year? Were they supposed Not to win Not much. Well, remember, if you remember, the last game of the regular season, the Jets played the Packers at Shea Stadium. I was at the game. And if the Jets won the game, not only did they make the playoffs, they got the Giants into the playoffs as well. The <laughs> Giants had played on Saturday. They played the Cowboys on a Saturday afternoon at the old Giants stadium. They beat them in overtime, okay? Uh, won the game in overtime. Joe Danella missed a big field goal and then kicked the game winner in overtime. So they beat the Cowboys in, 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 to set it up. So if the Jets beat Green Bay, the Jets would not only would they get in, they would take the Giants into the playoffs too. Wow. So the Jets beat up the Packers. They sacked Lynn Dickey was the Packer quarterback. They sacked him. That was the, that was the heyday of the sack exchange. They must have sacked him seven, eight times in this game. They wind up killing the Packers. They win the game. They're off to the playoffs. You know, now the next week, the Jets are playing the early game, right? Both played on a Sunday. The Jets are playing the early game at home against Buffalo, Shea Stadium, the whole deal. The Giants are playing the late, late game at the Vet in Philly, okay? So I'll never forget. Bro, I'm telling you, i forget this, right? So I had tickets to go to this game. Jets haven't played a playoff game in 12 years, all right? Yeah, both teams ended their droughts right, that right, season. Right, the right, Giants right. hadn't been there since the 60s. They're right, at 60, that point. right. The Giants hadn't made the playoffs since 1963. The Jets hadn't made the playoffs since 1969. 100% right. So, anyway. So, I got tickets for this playoff game. First one in 12 years. What are you I had this. It was around Christmas time. I had this major fight with my ex-wife. Like, you can't believe. We had to go up. She and I wound up losing this fight. Okay, of course, one of the reasons she's my ex-wife. Anyway, <laughs> right. I wind up losing this battle, and so I I didn't go to the game. I had to go up to the in-laws who were up in Massachusetts. I had to go up there. Okay, fine. So I said, look, I'm going, but you. I'm going to tell you right now, don't even bother me when I'm watching this football game. Nobody else cared but me. I'm, you know, I, I got to see this game. So, okay, so they're playing. You know the story of this game. Oh, the yes. op opening freaking kickoff. And every time, and I've, I've talked to Bruce Harper a lot since then, and I remind him about this every time I see him. Opening kickoff, Bruce Harper, 12 years I'm waiting for a playoff game. Bruce Harper fumbles the damn ball. Charles Romes, a nondescript defensive back for the Bills, picks it up, runs it in for a touchdown, and immediately the Jets are down 7 nothing. In this game, Wesley Walker dropped two touchdown passes wide open in the end zone. There was a play in the game where Gastineau sacks Joe Ferguson, the Buffalo quarterback, causes a fumble. The ball's rolling like 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Gastineau's doing the sack dance while Buffalo's recovering the fumble. And eventually the Jets are down 31-13, right? The great Richard Todd is the quarterback. They're down 31-13. They come back. It's 31-27. They got the ball. 
the closing minutes driving for the game-winning touchdown. They're down four. I'm going nuts. Oh, my God. It's been one of the great comebacks in playoff Oh, my God. All my my former in-laws think I'm insane because I'm like, (laughs) I'm delirious at this point, okay? I'm in the back watching the game. I'm screaming all this. And, of course, Richard Todd, and as I've said so many times, nobody found the open linebacker better than Richard Todd. And he hits Bill Simpson, the safety for the Bills, intercepts it on about the on about the Buffalo five yard line, and we lose. Okay, now great. So I'm all all bummed out. All right, but I'm going to watch the Giant game. So the Giants, right? I'm figuring the Eagles are going to beat them, right? Okay, you know what? Finally, you know what? We lost. Okay, Eagles great. were in the Super Bowl a year earlier, right? right the Giants right, hadn't right. been in the playoffs in right. 17 years. Right, right. The Giant. I'll never forget the play early in the game. And uh, there's a a, a punt. Buddy, I don't know if they blocked the punt, the Giants, or there was a fumble that uh, a fumbled punt that the Giants recover and take it in for a touchdown. Rob Carpenter had a big game. Scott Bruner was the quarterback, by the right. way. Yep. Uh, uh, Rob Carpenter has a big game running the football for the Giants that day, and they win. I was, bro. I was so upset. Oh. Oh, so you were sitting there rooting against the Giants? Of course. Because- <laughs> what do you think? I want to see them win. My team, who was better, we got you into the damn playoffs, right, right. right? Like, you wouldn't even been in the freaking playoffs if my team doesn't win this game against the Packers. So we take you in, then we go out, and they win. Now, they lost the next week to the Niners. Got okay, killed, was, yeah. Well, I think it was 38-24. I don't think they played oh, on that pit. Yeah, I think oh, it was okay. 38-24. But whatever, whatever. They lost to the Niners. Niners went out to win the Super Bowl that year. But I'll never forget that day. I was so aggravated, number one, that I didn't go to the game. And I always like bl- I always like blame my ex wife for the loss because I wasn't there. You know, that's another right. thing too. You Harper know? doesn't fumble the <laughs> Right, exactly. You know what? Right. <laughs> Right, Bruce doesn't recover, doesn't fumble at the opening damn kickoff, and I'm 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 holding my back from myself back from swearing here. I can tell you, yeah. No, but I'll never forget that. And and yeah, the Giants beat the Eagles that day. I was so, bro. Oh, was I aggravated? That is such a and that can never happen again because of the the format that we have with divisional games. Right, final week right, of the year. right, right. But what a wild scenario that the Jets winning a game on a Sunday yeah. puts them in the playoffs, gets right. the Giants in the yep. playoffs, yep. and both franchises were going through their longest postseason drops in their yep. history. Right, right. Richard Todd, man, oh, my God. That you know is I fa- remarkable. I, I found out recently, I can't believe this, that Richard Todd lives in the same town in Alabama as one of my daughters does now. Oh, really? The same town. You going to go visit? Say what's huh. up. You think Richard Todd would talk to me <laughs> after all the time? And I've heard he's a very nice. I, 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 full disclosure here. I recently SNY is doing a thing on Joe Klecko, which I, you know, Joe's going to finally get in the Hall of Fame. It looks like that's almost a hundred percent going to happen. So they're doing a, a documentary on Klecko, which is going to air on SNY, I guess, around the draft. I was told it's going to be done around the draft. So. Full disclosure, they interviewed me for this document docu- uh, documentary. They actually came to the house. Oh, nice. The inter- SNY came to the house to interview me for the documentary and, and the whole deal. And they were telling me about the different guys, you know, they, Marty Lyons, different guys they talked to. They actually they said they actually actually interviewed Richard Todd. I said, are you kidding me? Richard, really? And they said he was the nicest guy, you know. And, you know, again, they were only talking about Klecko. They weren't talking about his jet career. But how nice the guy Richard Todd was. And they told me. 
that he lives in the same town in Alabama that my my daughter does. I couldn't believe it. He may, you know, think about it. He hasn't played quarterback in the NFL in 40 years. Right. So right. he may not take any of the critiques personal. He may Probably. just, you know, it was a, it was a different lifetime. Don't you him, think you know? somebody would tell him that this guy has repeatedly said that nobody <laughs> found an open linebacker better? And then, and then Richard would make it, would take it to the next level. Forget Bill Simpson in 81, takes it to the next level the next year in the AFC Championship game when he hits the wide-open A.J. Dewey three times. By the way, speaking of that AFC Championship <laughs> game in 1982, the mud, talked, ball, the mud ball. we talked earlier about the evils of a neutral site championship game. Well, if that was out of neutral right, site, right. Well, everything plays out potentially very differently. Well, you know the deal. That's why I could never stand Don Shula. For as great as he was, may he rest in peace, I understand. You know, as great a coach as he was, no denying that. I mean, because it never rains in South Florida, right? I mean, no. Never, why would it ever do rare. that? Yes, right? So why, why, would I, why would I have a top at the Orange Bowl? You know, why would I have that? <laughs> oh, bro. Don't, uh, these, oh, the pain. Yeah, I was so mad that game in 81. Oh, I, was, I can't believe the damn Giants won this game and we lost. Oh, was I ticked off. So they beat him in 81, beat him in 2000, but yep. lost the last two, 06 right. and 08. Right. In the right. illustrious Eagles-Giants history. By the way, to... by yeah, the way go, I don't need to jump on you. Yeah, but yeah, one, one, one last thing, if, it, if, it, if anybody cares about this, since the merger in 1970, there's been 24 times when a team has played the other team three times in a season, obviously the third time in the playoffs. The team that won the first two, has won 15 of the 24, just to point that out, for what yeah, that's worth. It doesn't mean anything. Is it doesn't, but, but it, it is kind of surprising well, that, that the, the team that, that the sweep is, is the norm. You know? Well, I'll give you this, and this really means nothing, but why not? The Eagles have never in their history beaten a team three times in the Oh, is that season. right? Okay. Now, I, I have to give you context because I, I want to be fair. They've never played a team a third oh, time. Wow. After beating them twice in a row. Now the Giants did it. Remember back in in the in the first uh, uh, Eli Manning Super Bowl run in 07, yep, they yep. lost twice to the Cowboys and went into Dallas in the divisional round and beat them. That was the game where Jerry Jones was already printing the conference championship tickets. He was giving them out already. Yes, and Tony Romo. Tony was Romo. In Cabo. Yes. Yep. That's right, Tony. That's right with Jessica Simpson. That's right. Yeah. So right. the Gi- the Giants have right. avoided losing three times because they've never lost three times in a season. Right. But they've beaten teams three times in a season. They beat Washington a yep. third time in eighty six. Yeah. They yep. beat Philly a third time in two thousand. We were right. talking about that game. Right. Divisional so, playoff game. Yeah. So the Giants have never lost three times in a season the, to the same team. The Eagles have never won three times in a season against the same team. So right. Right. If if that means anything to anybody, and it really doesn't mean anything, at least you have that in your back pocket. Right. At least you know that. Right. Yeah. For what that's worth. I, I figured I'd just throw it out there. But, boy, that 1981, man, I still got a major uh, you-know-what over that. <laughs> no, I can hear <laughs> Let's go to Tony in Bethel, Connecticut. What's up, Tony? Tony, how are you? Joe, you know I love you, but I don't want any Jeff fans rooting for us tonight. This is our night tonight, Giant football and, uh, you know, I'm so sick of this week hearing about Philly and how tough they are and boo-hoo, they throw things and boo-hoo. Listen, the lots opened up early this morning because the Philadelphia Wings lacrosse game is playing at 1 o'clock. So I got buddies that are already down there in their blue jerseys, ready mm. to go, going to be partying all day down there. And, you know, I went, I went down there when the Giants came back from down 17, Plaxico Burris, back about 15 years ago, and I wore my shocky jersey. They're punks. You know, they push you from behind once in a while when you're in the urinal. But other than that, you'll survive. It's going to be a good time. 
Have a great time. Then, so there's a lacrosse game at 1 o'clock at the link? Yeah, before, so apparently, true? I was reading about this earlier, that's allowing people to tailgate earlier than normal. Because usually wow. there's a rule oh, on when God. the lots are open for you to tailgate. And I forget the exact time for an right. 8 o'clock game. I think it was like 3, 4 o'clock. Right, but right, because right. there's a lacrosse game, apparently Giant fans like Tony and Eagle fans are already there. Because they're just like, oh yeah, we're parking for the lacrosse oh, that's game. Crazy, they're not going in, they're tailgating. So... Wow. The giant and eagle fan have been able to finagle the rules and begin their tailgating early. Good uh, for them. Well, that's going to be a lot. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of majorly inebriated people in that building by eight o'clock. Oh my god! That. I mean, the combination <laughs> of it's a Saturday night game. Yep, yep. The combination of they're able to tailgate hours earlier. Yeah, it's going to be an S show, as they say. It's going to be a little crazy up there, uh, down there in Philadelphia today. Yep. yep. Stewart's in Brooklyn. Hey, Stewart. Big Stu, you pumped up, Stu? Oh, I, I am pumped up. What's going on, Joe and Evan? What's up? I, I, I really believe there's a, a reasonable chance that the Giants will, will uh, pound the ball early behind uh, Neil and uh, Glowinski and then use some play action if that is uh, successful. The Eagles' uh, secondary is, is not a strong uh, tackling uh, group. So I believe both Barkley and uh, Breida can pick up some additional yards. Avante uh, Maddox being out is huge. So... That means James should have a big game as a, as a quick option over the middle. And on offense, I like to uh, uh, try to uh, attack the, their linebackers rather than their cornerbacks who are, who are top-notch. You know, get it to Bellinger with some passes and then with uh, some passes to the running backs. And you, you have a, a, a rested Barkley who I can see have a, uh, a big game. Well, you hit on it because last week, you know, he did catch five or six balls, but he only had nine rushing attempts in that game. And I think that was a part of the game plan where mm-hmm. it was mostly Daniel Jones right. who was attacking did Minnesota. Two, on did the score ground. two touchdowns, though. He did. <laughs> no, he did. He made an <laughs> he impact, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, no question. But between the nine carries against Minnesota, not playing in the game against Philadelphia, and only 12 carries in the Indianapolis game, yeah. I mean, really, over the last month, you've got a fresh Saquon Barkley, and you know that's the best Saquon Barkley you want because look at his two best games this season. His first best game was probably the Texan game when he got the ball 35 times. That was off a bye week. And his other great performance was week one when he rushed for 164 yards. And that's obviously at the beginning of the season. So we've seen it. A rested Saquon is the best Saquon. And it certainly feels like they have a rested Saquon going yeah. into this game. Yeah, no doubt. By the way, from earlier in the show, I and Eagle, and thank you to uh, James Baxter for tweeting this out. I and Eagle is calling the Bengal Bills game okay. on Westwood One, a game you'll hear right here on The Fan tomorrow. How about that? Now, who does he do these games with? Do you know on the radio? I mean, I yes, he does the game with Ross Tucker and Mike Mayock. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's your trifecta for Bengals Bills tomorrow right here on The Fan. We'll make our NFL picks coming up for Divisional Weekend, and we'll take you right up to 1 o'clock. We have reached the best football mm. weekend of mm. the year. Four games, Divisional Weekend. Uh, it is every single year the best football weekend of the year, and this year for the first time in a while – we got a local team playing, including the New York Giants. So we make our picks for divisional weekend in the NFL. I had a very lousy wild card weekend. I went two and five overall. I won with the Jaguars, and that was lucky. And I won easily with the Cowboys. The rest of it was a disaster. You went Seattle, two and four, not two and five. Two and four. You're right, not two. You're and giving five. yourself an extra loss. What are you doing? <laughs> I felt like. <laughs> 
No, you're right. You're right. It was only two and four. It wasn't as Ready bad as I thought. Ready to go. <laughs> I won with Jacksonville, won with Dallas, lost with everybody else. So, not a great week. I'm going to start things off with, like, I think we all realize the Kansas City Chiefs are a lot better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is obviously very lucky to be here, considering the five turnovers, considering being down 27 nothing. But if you spent the year betting the Kansas City Chiefs as favorites, you would have lost a lot of money. Like, they didn't cover this year on any kind of consistent basis. This season versus the line, they were 6-9. and nine. Last year, as favorites, they were under 500. Like, the Kansas City Chiefs, as good as they are, and they're tremendous, Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game, they don't cover. And so that scares me. Plus, and I mentioned this last week in picking Jacksonville, Doug Peterson has been incredible coaching as a road dog. So you put it all together, I'm going to take the eight and a half points. Call me crazy. Game number one, Trevor Lawrence will build off of was a great bounce back second half after the disastrous first half. I don't think they're going to make the same mistakes like we saw in the Charger game. And while Kansas City will win, I'd be stunned if they didn't, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. So I'm going to stick with the trend that Mahomes and the Chiefs just simply don't cover. Give me Jacksonville in game number one, laying the eight and a half. Game number two. I picked against the Giants last week. And I, I agree with Something Joe said earlier, and we've talked about it throughout the show, all the momentum is on the Giants' side. There's no doubt. Daniel Jones is playing at a high level. This defense is healthy. The coach looks brilliant. But I'm still scared that talent will eventually win out. Because talent-wise, this Eagle team is loaded. They're loaded at corner. They've got good linebackers. They've got four guys, double digits in sacks this year. They've got a quarterback who was... At least a, I don't know if he was the favorite, but was certainly amongst the favorites as the MVP over the first 14 weeks of the year. They got two elite wide receivers. Tight ends always kill the Giants. That'll probably happen tonight. And they can run the football like we saw in the first matchup with Miles Sanders. So the number feels higher than it should. And usually when that's the case, Vegas knows something. So I'll be your bad guy. I'll be the anti-New York guy. I'm sorry. Give me the Eagles laying the seven and a half in tonight's game at the link. And I do hope I'm wrong. I got no love loss for the city of Philadelphia. Game number three. And this was breaking news, which I just saw. The consensus line now for Bengals Bills is six. It's moved up to six. It just continues to move in the direction of the Buffalo Bills. And you wonder, okay, is it because the Bengals are without two key offensive linemen? Is that what this is about, even though Jonah Williams isn't going to confuse anybody with Anthony Munoz? But even though that line feels suspicious, I trust the Bengals more than I trust the Bills. Joe Burrow has been Joe Cool. He's proven that over last year's postseason run. And while things weren't swimmingly done in the Baltimore game, the Bengals played great football in the second half of the year. And there seems to be, and I felt this way all year about Buffalo, it feels like something's off about this Bill team. They had the Super Bowl expectations coming in. They were being anointed coming into the season. And between Allen turning the ball over more and the Bills just not being as overly impressive as we all thought, there's something off about them. You know, the Ravens almost beating the Bengals, to me, is more understandable than the Dolphins coming close to knocking off Buffalo. So I feel least impressed by Buffalo coming into this game. And obviously that line keeps moving. 
Okay, I'll take the six. Give me the Bengals, and I think they're going to win the game outright. I think they're going to do us all a favor, and we will not have a neutral site AFC championship game. Thank you, Zach Taylor. Thank you, Joe Burrow. Give me the Bengals in game number three. Game number four. I think the Niners are going to kill them. (laughs) i got to be honest. And that line is suspicious, too, because that line is the smallest line of the weekend, which is sitting at four right now. And I think I just think the Niners are better. And even though they gave you a little bit of a scare last week where Seattle kept it close until that brutal Geno Smith turnover on third down when he should have been running the football to begin with, I think just top to bottom, this is a, a really good San Francisco team. And I think if Brock Purdy had kind of cobwebs and nervousness, he would have gotten it out of his system wildcard weekend last weekend. Plus, who the heck trusts the Dallas Cowboys in a big spot? I mean, I was in high school the last time the Cowboys were in a championship game. So I think after seeing the great of Dak Prescott last week, I think Dak makes a couple of mistakes. I think he turns the ball over a few times. And I think the Niners will clear this four-point spread with room to spare. Give me San Francisco to advance to the NFC championship game, laying the four. So I'm taking two dogs and two favorites. Jacksonville getting the eight and a half. I'm taking Philadelphia laying the seven and a half. Cincinnati getting the six. And finally, San Francisco laying the four. My picks for divisional weekend in the NFL. Joe, take it away. All right, bro. Three and three last week. Uh, it was 0 for Sunday. So that's that's all you need to know. 0 for Sunday, three and three last week. I'm actually having a, a good year, though. 34, 25, and one overall on the season with that uh, three and three start in the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm with you on only one game here, bro. Only one game do I agree with you. I'm starting, I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'm laying the eight and a half. And you're right about what you said, man. They've had a lot of heavy, big number spreads that they didn't cover this year. But I think the run is over for the Jaguars. I really do. And there's so many storylines here. I mean, how about the fact you got, you know, uh, Andy Reid all those years that he coached the Eagles, all those NFC championship games. And Doug Peterson's the guy that wins the Super Bowl. Uh, with Philadelphia, and they're coaching against each other here. So two really good coaches. I just think the Chiefs are going to kill them. I, I really do. I mean, uh, look, the Jaguars, uh, give them credit for coming back last week, but we all documented, you know, they were down 27 nothing to a, a very, very flimsy team in the Chargers. I think the Chiefs are blowing them out. I, I'd be surprised if they don't. I don't even think eight and a half is that big a number. I mean, 10 points, and they, and they, and they covered a the number. So Trevor Lawrence has had a tremendous year. The Jaguars are definitely a team to be reckoned with in the future. But right now, the present is all about the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs laying the eight and a half at home, the early game uh, this afternoon in Kansas City. That's game one. I got to take the Giants in the points. I got to. I was on them all year. I was 7-1 during the regular season playing the Giants. I went against them stupidly last week because everybody loved the Giants. I mean, it was almost one of those deals where... It was almost a foregone conclusion the Giants were winning that game. And generally, when that happens, they don't win. But they bucked the odds, and they did last week. So uh, I'm not making that mistake again. I know the Eagles are better. I know the odds say that a team would win the, the, you know, uh, when they play a team three times in a year. The percentages are that that team wins the third time as well. And they might. The Eagles might win this game. But the Giants are playing better football than the Eagles going into this game. And I understand there's no, you want to say there's no house money at this point in the playoffs. I disagree. The Giants are playing with house money. And all the pressure is on the Eagles. 
I think the Giants are going to give him a game. I think this is a close game. I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Giants won the game outright. But I'm taking the seven and a half. I think they're going to be in this game. And I think that, you know, maybe a field goal at the end is the difference. So give me the Giants plus the seven and a half. The line does worry me a little bit because the odds makers usually are pretty close. But I'm taking the Giants plus the seven and a half. Maybe not to win the game outright, but certainly to be close in this game against the Eagles. That's game two. Game three, I'm taking the Bengals. Now, I had them at five and a half. You got them at six now. So we'll take them at six. That does worry me a little bit because that's a pretty big number. You know, it really is between a team that, you know, went to the AFC championship game last year. But I think right now, again, I think there's more pressure. There's another game where I'm not saying the Bengals are playing with house money because, you know, they did get to the Super Bowl, but they didn't win it. So they got to do that. But the pressure's off Buffalo. Everybody anointed them before the season. Buffalo's going to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's the greatest quarterback of all time. All of that. We've heard all of this. You know, Sean McDermott, all the whole deal. You know, now the, instant, the situation that happened with DeMar Hamlin, all of that. All of that. But I like the Bengals here. I'm getting six. I think this is a close game. I really do. And, of course, I don't want to see this championship game in Atlanta next week either. I don't want to see that happen. And obviously the better shot of that not happening is Cincinnati beating the Bills than the Jaguars beating the Chiefs. Both teams were fortunate to win last week. I just don't like the way Buffalo's playing. I, I, I just don't. And I don't like the way Josh Allen's playing. And I honestly, I think Joe Burrow's better. So I'm taking the Bengals, getting the sixth uh, in game three tomorrow afternoon in Buffalo. And finally, I, w I have been back and forth on this game like you can't believe. This game, you know what? I'm taking the Cowboys in the four. Even though I think the Niners are the best team, even though I think the Niners, you know, maybe I'm making a big mistake here. Something is telling me, take Dallas. Last year's playoff game kind of really sticks in my core. Mike McCarthy had one of the worst games any coach ever had in that terrible game when they lost in the wild card round last year in Dallas to the Niners. And, you know, maybe this isn't, you know, Steve Young against Troy Aikman or Michael Irvin against Jerry Rice anymore, you know? Jimmy Johnson coaching against, at that point, George Seifert. Now, I know, you know, Summerall and Madden aren't doing the game. But I'm taking the Cowboys getting a four. And look, my biggest concern with Dallas in this game, because I think Dallas' defense is going to get after the 49ers and Brock Purdy here. Maybe the bloom comes off the Brock Purdy rose in this game. Maybe Micah Parsons has a monster game, you know, and, and that, that Cowboy defense, a big game going after Purdy in his football game. Now, one thing I'm a little worried about, you know, the Bucks last week, they had no running game whatsoever. San Francisco can run the ball with McCaffrey, you know, Debo as a running back when they use him in those reverses and all of that. And obviously the Niners are loaded, the, uh, the, whole, the whole deal. And I'm worried about, you know, Brett Maher, who last week did something that was never, ever done before in the history of the league, and that's missed four extra points in a game. How about that? Oh, my God. And Dallas still won the game easily. I did see where Jerry Jones brought in some other kicker, Vizcaino. Uh, you know, not the old uh, Met and Yankee shortstop, not that guy. <laughs> but brought in Vizcaino to compete against Maher this week. Whatever. Bro, call me nuts. I'm taking the Cowboys in the four uh, against the uh, 49ers on Sunday. So the Beningo picks in the divisional round. Give me the Chiefs 
laying eight and a half against the Jaguars. Give me the Giants getting seven and a half against the Eagles. Give me the Bengals getting six against Buffalo. The Cowboys getting four against the 49ers. The Joe Benigo, Evan Roberts, Pro Football Picks Divisional Weekend in the NFL. You're right about McCarthy last year, but how about the fact that Mike McCarthy, who was dragged through the mud six and ten in year one, right, is now twenty four and ten over the last two years. They've won a playoff game. Yep. The Cowboys hadn't won double digit games in back to back years since the freaking mid nineties. So maybe, even though yes, last year was not his finest moment, maybe Mike McCarthy's not a big idiot. You know, maybe he's not that dumb. Of a head coach. Look, no. The Cowboys have had success the last couple look, of years. Look, bro, no coach has gotten dumped on more than Mike McCarthy. And all the guy has done is win a Super Bowl, win a million division titles in Green Bay. Now, he, like you said, back to back 12 year wins with uh, 12 win years with the Cowboys. He wins a playoff game last year. Um, you know, I don't know what his lifetime record is, but it's got to be way over 500. And, and for all, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who couldn't wait to get him out of town. Boy, he's really lined up those Super Bowls with the extremely overrated Matt LaFleur. I have to say that. 155 and 97. It's wow. a 614 win percentage. And meanwhile, a guy who has the same resume is going to be treated like Vince Lombardi this offseason and Sean Payton. So, Sean yep. Payton, genius. Yeah, very, 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 right. It's almost the exact similar numbers, isn't it? Oh, Pretty yeah, much. yeah. Th- their resumes are exactly the same. They also relied on a franchise quarterback. Right, you know, Drew right. Brees versus Aaron Rodgers. Their win-loss record's the same. Their playoff record's the same. I think Sean Payton's 9-8. and eight. Mike McCarthy's 11-9. and nine. So, but yet McCarthy is re- regarded as a buffoon. Yep. Yep. And Peyton is the second coming. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think there's any chance if Dallas loses this game that Jerry fires McCarthy and hires Peyton? No. Okay. I, I, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. No, no. And a lot of people seem to think that. I just look at the Cowboys' recent history, and there's no track record of Jerry Jones just firing coaches on a whim. I mean, he let Jason Garrett sit around for a decade. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's true. He stuck with him for a long time. So this idea that he's quick on the trigger, that hasn't been the case in a while. Right. You know, we haven't seen that from him. So, no, I think winning a playoff game was huge. I think if they would have lost last week, maybe, I guess. But they got a playoff win. They're in the divisional round. And we'll see how this game goes, obviously. I mean, they lose the game on some right. awful decision. Obviously, that can change things. Right, right. But I'd lean towards he's back. And take hey, 24-10 and 10 and a playoff victory in the last two years. Not, Not bad. Can we get something like that? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, sign for that. <laughs> sign. <laughs> we'll take your calls the rest of the way and get you set. Giants, Eagles tonight. DA coming up at 1 o'clock. Beningo and Roberts here on the fan. Beningo and Roberts here on the fan. Giants, Eagles tonight right here on this station. We got DA coming up at 1. Uh, our buddy Lugie will do a little kind of pep rally at 3. Now, when Lugie's not down there, he's not in Philadelphia, is he? Nah, he's having a big party, though, tonight. Big Eagle oh, Giant get-together, yes. I see. All so right. he's pumped up for that, and obviously he's a Giant fan. So he's pumped up about tonight. Should Chance be. to knock off the Eagles. Of course. And go to the NFC Championship that. game. Imagine that would that. be stunning. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, what was the most stunning New York sports thing in the last 20 years? If the Giants got to the NFC Championship game in a year in which everybody thought they were going to win five or six games and you know, they're rebuilding. Right. That right. would be one of the big stunners of the last couple of decades. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt about it. Big time. Let's go to Frank in Scotch Plains. What's up, Frank? Frank, how are you? 
Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, Good. Joe, I, I do remember that game in 81. I'm 58 years old. The, the Eagles game. Do you remember the play with Leon Bright? Getting, he was a punt returner. He got yes. completely. Do you remember that? Yeah, Neon Leon. Oh, yeah. Neon yeah. Leon, that's right. I, I distinctly remember that play. But anyway, yep. guys, yep. listen, I, I'm a huge Giant fan, um, and I, I, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit wary about tonight. I think I think they're going to keep it close. To, at the end of the day, I think it's all about Wink. I think if, if, if he can come up with a scheme to really minimize – if they get into like a high 30s type of scoring situation, I, I don't think they can win the game. I think I think they need to keep it one of those dog fights under 20 points, you know, with a 17-14 type of outcome. That's my call. I don't know what you think of that. Thanks, man. It's tough. Even though they've scored the 69 points in the last two weeks that Daniel Jones has played, it is going to be very difficult to put up 30-plus against a defense as good as this. So I agree with that. It's going to take a monster performance by Dexter Lawrence, who's going up against Jason Kelsey. How about that matchup? You know, elite center, elite nose tackle. And obviously the corners are going to have to play real well because they're about to be tested by arguably the best one-two dynamic combination of wide receivers in the league and they're going to have to protect jones again that to me is a big deal in this game their offensive line has got to get it done against that pass rush yes we'll see if the giants can create a pass rush they didn't sack Kirk cousins at all last week so can they especially with lane johnson assuming he's compromised with this groin issue are they able to put Mm -hmm. some pressure on jalen hurts and how healthy is have a big game right and how healthy is hurts bro we don't know that either yeah that's that's the mystery because we've barely seen him he's dealing with the shoulder issue he mentioned earlier in the week, yeah, maybe the Giants are going to go after my shoulder. What else is new? It's the NFL. I mean, there's, there's still bounties all the time. It may not oh, be, please. It may not oh, please. be official. There may not be specific dollars attached to it, but come on. Let's not be naive about look, this. Look, what happened to the Saints after the 2009 season was one of the biggest jokes of all time. I mean, so we won't even get into that. Let's go to Sal and Yonkers. Sal. Sally. Hello, boys. How What's you up, doing, man? Sal? You pumped up, I'm, Sal? I'm, Yes, I am pumped up, and that's what scares me, Johnny. That scares me. I'm pumped up. I, I, uh, I, let's first get into injuries since me, because I had rotator cuff surgery, so now I'm holding the shoulder up on my, on my arm now. So uh, I'm getting through that. Uh, Feel better, Sal. Feel better. Thanks, thanks. I'm um, doing to that. Uh, the game-wise, you know, you got to pick a guy. You know, that, you know Giants got to pick somebody they want to stop. Last week they stopped Jefferson. This week I'm going Jalen Hurts. I believe he's still hurt. What I saw last week, you know, in, in the last game of the season, you know, if he's supposed to be ready, why wouldn't you do what he needs to do? You're making the playoffs. You got to be able to see, see what he can do. And I think they held him back because I think he's still hurt. So I'm picking that guy not to beat the Giants today, and that's what I want to see. I want to see today. Go after him, hit him. I know you may take it. You may take a 15 yard penalty, but knock him around. Let him know you're there. And and I think that's how they're going to win the game today. So you're so you're confident, Sal. You're telling too me you're confident. confident, and that's what scares me. <laughs> no, I understand. Too confident. I know what you mean. No, no. Listen, sometimes, <laughs> Sal, this bit me in the ass this season. Oh, I was God. so confident going in to the second Jets Patriots game. I'm oh, beyond God. confident. Oh my God! And I regret it. It's oh. a lesson in life. You know, maybe it's not good to be that confident. Let me tell you right now, one of the wor- one of the biggest mistakes that Sal made all year was not going to Mike White in the second half of that Patriot game. He should have. You're right. The biggest mistakes. He should have. Uh, About the game plan and was he really that hurt week 18, I think a part of it is that they knew that it was on the table that they could play the Giants in two weeks. 
And I don't necessarily think, even though, yes, it was an important game, you want to make sure you win the division, you want to make sure you get a first-round bye, they also know they're playing against third-string backups. I don't think they wanted to show the Giants everything. I think they were holding back in some of the play call decisions. And I think even the same thing with Jalen Hurts. I think he was holding back a little bit where they weren't going to show you everything in that game because it was possible that the Eagles were going to see the Giants. It was always a possibility. Obviously, it turned out to be the case. So that's why with that last game, I don't want to read anything into it. Yeah, you can't. You really can't. I mean, the Giants, to their credit, they play. They had guys who don't normally play right. who played incredibly well. And they, they covered the credit. number. That was a 14-point number, and they covered it easily. It was. They did. <laughs> and they made the Eagles sweat. They you did. Know? They did. What and they those... had an onside kick at the end. If they yeah. get the ball, who knows? They, they lost by six points. So I would guess, if I'm an Eagle fan watching that game, I, I probably was never nervous I'd lose, but I would have found that game in, incredibly annoying that they just couldn't swat them away. You're facing Davis Webb. You're facing third-string players. It's a game you're going to win. you got to win. And the fact that you even had to doubt it into the final minute and a half was probably not the most ideal thing. No, no. But, hey, ultimately they got it done, and now we've got a rematch, and now we've got a chance to see what the heck's going to happen tonight between the Giants and Eagles. We'll see. Yep. It's fun, though. we got NFL playoff yep. action in New York. Indeed. What a concept. Yeah, unbelievable. Tremendous stuff. Great weekend. Everybody, uh, I want to thank all the callers. Great job, as always. Could not do without you. Uh, bro, have a, uh, a good time watching these games, and uh, we'll listen to you next week with Craig, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. You got it. Have a great weekend. All the love. Radio 101.